Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of Keel Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Keel, alongside me, the insider of the insiders, <laughs> Tyler Keel. Hello, everybody! You know, no, the, uh, you, know the, you know the best part about tonight, Alex? The fact that we have the headsets on and we can just do it like an, we should do an ASMR one. Hi, guys, welcome to another thing of a hockey podcasting. This is the Keel Show. Yeah, make Project it sound like we're, like we're in some, like we're in some war bunker. No, Alex, tonight, because for the last three weeks now, including this week, the Leafs have played on a Tuesday night. Last week was Washington. The week before that was Boston. Boston. But this week, your, your girlfriend's here, and my <coughs> fiance and her, they're using the laptop, so we don't get to watch the Leafs game in here in the office. Yeah. Which is probably for the best, because the last two times, Alex, that we've had to do the show during the game, even last week, mm-hmm. the Leafs lost. The only good thing about it is that when Tom Wilson ran Tyson Berry, after I mentioned that the Leafs were soft, Freddie Goche went after Tom Wilson. Yeah, see, here's the thing. Freddie Goche, goat cheese, as he is informally known as. With goat milk. Goat milk. Goat milk. Not none of that goat nut. No, just goat milk. You finally finished the season of letter, Kenny. I did. <laughs> oh, man, that's that ending. Just, the, oh, it's just don't don't even go there. It's just it's just to, just don't. Why? <laughs> all all of our Canadian viewers and all of our French Canadians. What the heck was that? <laughs> Watch it on Crave. All of our no, it's not, it's not on Crave. It's on Hulu. It's a Hulu show now. Oh, that's, that's right. That's why it says a Hulu production oh, because right. Hulu's like, wow, this is making money. We're yeah, gonna, just go we're just gonna rip that away from you. I, hey, I I'm just saying. When is it gonna go be a national? Is it ever gonna? No, it's not. It's gonna be like Hulu. A no, I'm saying, when is it ever going to be like a national, it will it ever be a TV show, like on TV? But I'm like, you know what? It's doing fine on Hulu. It's going to be like Stranger Things. It, it, well, oh my gosh, you, Letterkenny is the Stranger Things of Hulu. Just No, no. it's not. No? Okay. Or is I it mean, hand- it's a main show. Or, or is Handmaid's Tale Hulu's Stranger Things? See, Hulu has a lot of shows. So does Netflix. Yes. So H- Hulu has Rick and Morty. Netflix has Big Mouth. Ugh. Some people like Big Mouth. You have to. So there's not really a Stranger Things for Hulu that I can think of. Right. And because I mean, you could. I, I get it. Just it's, because it's a different genre, you can't really take it in popularity wise. You could say that Hands Made Tale or Hands Made Handmade Tale hand, Handmaid's Tale. That one. Sorry. Is is similar to. Uh, I see. It's hard to compare. Stranger Things is you're almost is, we're is trying. Yes, culture. yes. Right now, folks, we're trying to do the. We're, we're Handmaid's lo- Tale is a great TV show. We no are, doubt about it. We are literally doing right now. We are doing the Hulu is Stranger Things as Pepsi is the Coke or what, vice versa. We are literally doing that. No, P- Coke is Hulu or Netflix. Coke is more popular because it's less sweet. Fun fact: Coke or Pepsi, Burger King or McDonald's. I'm just saying. We're literally doing this right now. Chevy or Ford. Well, or first, domestic or European, craft or domestic beer. I don't know. We're literally first doing this. First of all, Chevy, Budweiser, Miller Lite. Miller we are Lite. we are going head to head right Miller now. Miller Lite, always. Hulu, Netflix. Uh, we are a we are doing this, Alex. No, no, no we're, we're not doing that. Okay, we'll talk is, about hockey. Is that, no. is that an angry August? What? It's not even a hockey show. It's just going to be all the popular brands going head to head. You and I arguing about it. Even hockey though, goes pop. Hockey goes pop because pop culture. Hockey goes pop. Oh my god, dude! La- hey, last no you want to know the? I don't think you want to know the best song by Everdale. Any show on Hulu that can equate to Stranger Things, just because Stranger Things is a pop 
like icon. I guess in that respect, you could say it's Rick and Morty, just because it's everywhere. I've been everywhere, man. God, I love Johnny Cash. I miss that man. Even you, though, I, even you, though, no, let's, t- be, let's dude, be honest. Shut up. <laughs> I miss that man. Even though, I miss Johnny Cash. We became bro. Johnny you Cash. even have his vinyls, dude? Do you have Folsom Prison like live on vinyl, dude? I think the people that we, uh, the Airbnb that Kelly and I stayed at in Denver had it. Really? But they didn't have, the record player didn't work. Hey. I know, was, hey, no, I was you, not going to do that. I was, hey, hey. Can you imagine trying hey. to sneak a Folsom Blues vinyl through customs? Oh, don't, no, don't do that. First of all, you never steal someone's giant cash. That's just wrong. But I'm just going to say, hey, you know who's got it on vinyl? Folsom, Folsom Prison, live from Folsom Prison? Who? This guy. And guess who's also got You mean a, you stole it from Nana? No. Got it from Graham's house. From so Mom's collection. You, so you took it from Graham's? Yes. Okay. I got so it, So it wasn't yours. I it'd still be, have it. It'd be like, no, it's mine now. It'd be like me grabbing a hard day's night from Pops' collection. Yeah, now it's yours. No, I, That's how that works. But I, I, don't, have a, I don't have a thing. I, I need a thing. I, I, need a vi- I need a record player. I need to find one that works. You can bring it over. <laughs> what? The record. You have a record player? Yeah. That's how I listen to Johnny Cash. I have a record Who player. Who has the, Where? It's in my room. How do you have a record player all of a sudden? Remember the record player that uh, mom didn't use or whatever? And then we like just threw it in the basement? Because it didn't work. Yeah, it, it works. Oh, it works? Oh. Yeah, it's always I was worked. Joking. I don't have Pops' Beatles. I was saying it's like if I had Pops' Beatles saying it was my album now. Or oh, pop. well, you don't have it? No, it's still like it. It's still where you live. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I should listen to that. (laughs) We should and see if it's actually better if we play it back. We. We. I would totally come over and listen to it. But let's get into some hockey real quick. We should. Um, We definitely should. Well, actually, Alex, it is around that time. First, we should mention, though, before we bring our guest on today, how can people talk about whether they like Hulu or Netflix or if they like Johnny Cash and do they like vinyl or they like digital. You're right, Tyler. It's time to get into the how to connect with the Keel Podcast. Hashtag the Keel Podcast. At the Keel Podcast. On Twitter. Make sure to get involved in the conversation. And you know who knows? You might get featured on the show. Maybe. Hashtag the Keel Podcast at the Keel Podcast on Twitter. Possibly. Right now, the boys are going to talk to none other than our buddy Harrison. Harrison Watt. Let's bring him on. He's got the energy. It's got the wattage. Oh, oh! It was so good. Thank goodness I didn't have not called. It was called so, good. That. so good. <coughs> so good. So <coughs> good. I got you. Ow! <coughs> All right. Introducing our guest for the show today, we have none other than Harrison Watt. He is the uh, play-by-play guy for Ferris State University, home of the Bulldogs. I think this is. Third time, I think he's set. He's set the record. No, he's tied with Thomas for the most most appearances on the Kill Podcast. Are you sure? I'm sure that Thomas has only done two. No, he's done three. Well, Harris, Harrison, you are tied for first. How's you that are you? you are a Kill Podcast legend. <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's a pretty big honor. I'll take I'll take first place. I'm all about that. Yeah, I don't know if it'll go up there, you know, with being one of the, you know, the WCHA broadcaster of the year, but you know, uh, it's up there, I think. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some good ones. I, I I'm lucky to be in that uh, in in that group of good broadcasters. Yeah, and talking about being lucky, you definitely have a really nice spot for yourself working for Ferris State University. A really a really good program up there. And what what really makes you most excited, especially with the the 2019-2020 season calling it for the Bulldogs? 
Well, I was really excited. You know, we've got 11 new guys on the team, and some people can look at that as, oh, you're going to have some growing pains, and we have, but um, the vibe around the team is really good right now. I really, I'm really enjoying myself. You know, I, I'll give you a really good example. We were on the bus back from Miami after a win, and honestly, when I look back at the weekend, we probably should have swept the weekend. Uh, we got a split at Miami, which is not an easy place to play. On the bus back, and I've been on the bus back after wins before, and it's, you know, it's a good mood, but, you know, several hours into the trip, I turn back and the guys are dancing. The guys are, you know, <laughs> they're just having a good time. They're loud. And, wait, you're and telling me, wait, is there any, is there any stories, Harrison, uh, that you can uh, put on the show here? Or wait, 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 we're not spitting chicklets. We can't do that. We can't do that. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything crazy. Um, I actually did get really sick that weekend and lost my voice. So I, Oh, geez. Got the Larry I, G. I, yeah. I, I get the, I get through the first game and I couldn't talk and coach Daniels comes up to me as I'm getting on the elevator that night to go to bed. And I'm like, I'm a disaster. So I get up the next morning, um, did some, some different remedies. I had, uh, I had a Klondike bar at one point cause I thought the ice cream would help. It did a little bit. I, I went all over the map, somehow got in the air, did the second game. We won. I'm walking to the back of the bus to, you know, get to the bathroom at one point and the guys are all, the guys are like, oh, oh, careful, careful, careful. He's fragile. And like, oh. <laughs> it's a gutsy Harrison Watt performance here, guys. Oh, man. It reminds me of Joe Bowen. Did, uh, Joe Bowen did a game with laryngitis last year. It was an overtime win against Montreal. And I tweeted out, I'm like, man, Joe Bowen's going to be out for two weeks with an upper body injury. But what a gutsy performance. <laughs> it's, tough. it's tougher than you think. You lose your voice getting sick. It can be, I, I don't think I've been in that much pain in a long time. I came home and. I got into bed that night. I was I was rolling around. I don't think I got much sleep after that game, but it was worth it because we got the win. I I forgot there was a game last year. It was actually one of my games I did with with Carson. He was a high school kid. I, I was he was doing color with me, and all of a sudden I just couldn't stop coughing, and my throat was starting to go. And it was early on last year. That's why I'd like now whenever I go to the rink, I need to have a cup of tea, whether it's you know the rink tea or my own tea. I need to have tea. So if I start to go, if I can feel my throat, like just put something in there to kind of calm it down or something. Yeah, same boat. I go Earl Grey with a spoonful of honey, Ooh. and that's, uh, that's my go-to. See, Kelly loves Earl Grey. I, I love Earl I, Grey tea. I, it's fantastic. I'm more of a honey guy. Honey or, because I'll do cough well, drops. Well, said you put honey in it. Well, I know, but like a honey lemon. That's like the tea I have usually, or a, or a good, see, actually, no, I was going to say chai, but chai is cinnamon. And that's almost like burning your throat. So what you're telling me is you like to have a Ricola as a tea. Well, okay, Ricola is good, but not you can't do it while you're broadcasting though. Right? So and Ricola right. as a tea. Yeah, Harrison, if you put a Ricola in, because then all you're gonna hear is just clacking in your teeth. Then. You know, you know what's funny is I was at Miami and this kid, uh, his name was Bennett. I can't think of his last name. Sam. Oh, Bennett was his first name. I say Bennett Sam. No, his his name's Bennett. Uh, he worked with the Kalamazoo Growlers this past summer. Um, I remember I the name, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I met the kid. Great kid. And he goes, put a couple cough drops in your water, shake it up, let it dissolve, and drink out of that the whole night. And that's that's what got me through the whole game. Ooh. And I'm blanking on his last name, but this kid, uh, he saved me. That's the only reason I got through that game. Well, it's funny because, like, baseball, you have to talk almost, like, consistently. Like, I've shadowed people, and it's you have to keep, especially on radio, you got to keep it interesting or else it's, you know, it's nothing else than calling pitch by pitch. Nobody's going to listen to that. So you have to talk. So I guess he would get that. 
Have you ever done, oh, ba- yeah. have you ever done baseball, Harrison? I haven't. I've always wanted to. I'm a big baseball guy, but uh, haven't had the opportunity yet. I did. Okay. I did a couple with Davenport, and oh, my famous story. My first ever baseball game was a 21 to 13 game. So oh. I did. I did a lot of talking. I didn't have to do a lot of like side stuff. It was all action because, well, it was a rainy day. Nobody could throw a strike, and everyone was getting walked. But then there were like three home runs in the game. It was ridiculous. That's probably a good one to do then. Yeah, probably. <laughs> We should probably we should talk about hockey. How we about should, that? We should we talk should. about hockey. Just a little bit. Broadcasting yeah, tips. <laughs> Broadcasting tips one on one with Harrison Watt. But you know, we you know, we talked about that game against Miami and you know, Lake State this past weekend was a little tough and Northern's always a tough team here. But out of all the performances that the Bulldogs have had thus far, and there's a couple guys that have put up big minutes. I mean you got Jason Tackett and you got Nate Callen as another. Who has been the biggest surprise for you thus far? Ooh, um, Marshall Moyes has been a great surprise, which stinks because he just got hurt, and we think we're going to be without him for a little while. Well, um, geez, should not have asked that question. <laughs> well, no, it's okay, because Jason Tackett's also put up some great numbers. Marsh, the interesting thing about Marsh, if you go to his Elite Prospect page, which I use Elite Prospects almost daily. Oh, it's, a, uh, it's the best tool in hockey, especially oh, for – it's great. So I go to his page. When he's getting recruited, I'm thinking, okay, big 6'2", 200-pound guy, right shot forward, little physical. I look at his numbers, and he's never put up any point totals, really really any kind of point totals at any level that he's played. Well, I'm looking, I'm like, all right, has he played full seasons? Yes, hasn't gone through too many injuries. Well, he's, he's battled injuries here at Ferris and kind of freak things. Uh, his first college hockey game, uh, I believe he tore his labrum in his shoulder. And so, like, just all freak accidents and it stinks. And I think he's going to be okay when, when we get him back around the holidays. But they, I've always watched him play and thought to myself, I don't see that a lot of things that you can't do. Like, he's very skilled forward. He's got great speed, very aggressive and strong, great shot and everything, good instincts. He penalty kills. He's on the power play. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, as the season gets going and he starts playing, this kid could be a huge breakout star out of nowhere. And he was until he got hurt. And, you know, we hope, we think he'll be all right. Um, I believe we saw the doctor today. It just might be a little bit of a long-term thing, but he's been a huge surprise for us. Uh, Jake Willits is a freshman defenseman. We had Cooper Zach last year who put up crazy point totals. Also wore 25 as a freshman. Leaves for the AHL at the end of the year. He deserved that. Well, Jake Willits comes in, puts on the 25 uniform and gets the same bug. Just starts, Starts picking up points left and right. He's been phenomenal, and really, we're getting it from everywhere. So it's um, it, it's been fun to watch. Uh, we can score a little more than we have in the past few years. So I think if we can get a few things, especially penalties, under control. Too many penalties. Uh, we're in a good place. And now, of course, this weekend I saw the game day pre- or the, the weekend preview coming up here. You get Western. Boy, Oof. those were some battles back in the day. The 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 I almost said Stallions because that's their ACHA team. The Broncos and the Bulldogs are were in the CCHA days were one of the best rivalries. Do you think it's gotten a little bit less now since they're in different conferences now? Yeah, yeah, it has. There's no, there's no doubt about it. But I know when I watch the games and I see the heat that the two teams play with, it's it's not quite as intense, but it's still more intense than some of the other games we play. I'm, I won't lie about that. I, I think it's still a good rivalry. Western's had the run of the play for a while here now. Uh, they've had some really good teams. Fair State has had a couple rough years in a row. But I think on the way back up, 
things are looking back up for Ferris State. Lawson, in my opinion, uh, there are three places in college hockey that it's it's just not impossible to win, but it's not easy. And, you know, there are a lot of places you could say that about, but you just don't see a lot of road wins at these three places. North Dakota at Ralph Engelstad. Oh, which gosh, is, yeah. It's an NHL rink. Yep. Um, it really is. Michigan Tech, um, they're off to a little bit of a sluggish start this year, but that's that's a place that's tough to win on the road. And then you look at uh, Lawson Ice Arena, and Lawson is interesting. It's older. Their student section goes goal line to goal line, front row to back row on one side of the ice, and it drapes around the penalty boxes, and it's right beneath my broadcast perch. So... I, my mic picks up some of the foulest things that I've ever heard. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad, but it's a uh, fun place to go. It's going to be interesting for our young team to see how they handle that. But when we come back home, um, you know, Ava Glavin can be a similarly challenging place to play. And we think we're going to have a good crowd. It's a big Saturday and big Rapids for us. So um, we got Ferris football versus Grand Valley that day too. So it's, it's a huge day. It's going to, it's going to be a packed. You, you won't be able to go through the campus. Jeez. No, I'm walking. I'm yeah. walking all day. There's no way I'm getting my car out. Oh, man, that's going to be Well, okay, we should ask you about that then, Mr. Watt. Obviously, last year, Bulldogs were able to take care of business at, at Lubbers. How about now coming back to Ferris for the anchor I feel, I feel pretty confident. Um, the game is on Fox Sports Detroit. So oh, I remember that. Ryan told me about oh, that. Yep. It's a it's big game. Big, big show. Big for the football. We're actually in a situation where, you know, Top Taggart Field, which is our home field, doesn't have a crazy amount of fixed seating, so we're bringing in a lot of temp seating for the weekend. Pulling a Davenport uh, now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's Davenport's staple right now. It's just every home game, we're just, oh, we're just going to bring in a bunch of bleachers. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> well, and we're, the good thing is we're bringing in nice and good sturdy ones, and they get full. Like, at our, at our place, they, they absolutely fill up. The students go nuts for it. We, the, the thing is, for years, I look at it, and there's not, like, a really good list of capacity for Top Tagger. Back in the 90s, when we were really good, we were putting 14 grand in there. It, it's a little bit less now, because we've taken out some of the old fixed seating that was um, not maybe up to code anymore. Right. Uh, back to the early 2000s. You know, falling might, apart wood and all that stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we might sell this game out, though. Um, actually, you know what? We we're, we are going to sell this. I was about to say you're going to get enough Grand Valley people coming up there for that one. That's for sure. If if not just Ferris students and all that fans, it's going to be a lot of Lakers, a lot of Laker blue up there too. Oh yeah, and D two football is better than a lot of people think. I mean, it's uh, it's going to be entertaining. It'll be a really good game. There's a lot on the line. Fair State and Grand well, Fair State already has a share of the uh, conference title. Grand Valley can get a share of it if they win here on Saturday. Their Fair State. You want to keep Grand Valley off the board and potentially knock them out of the playoffs. So, big game. Oh, it's, yeah, it's always a big game. Yeah, Davenport Dem- Dem- really doesn't uh, give a great representation of what D two football <laughs> no. is. But uh, they will. Well, Her- they will. At, they will at some point. Their coach is a former Ferris assistant, Sparky yeah. McEwen. I've got a lot of yeah. He's that program he's a, power at some point. Well, don't forget Harrison was. Well, you were there, and Harrison was there too. So Harrison probably knows it better than I. I just remember seeing the score, and I'm like, wow, we didn't lose by forty. <laughs> that was yeah, we didn't. We didn't play very well in that game, particularly. Uh, Coach Denise went off on the guys after the game because we, the fourth quarter, kind of, kind of mentally shut down. But we, uh, 
went up to Michigan Tech in the snow this weekend and won 52 rips. So hey. I, I think we're pretty confident right now. <laughs> and Tech beat us by what on Saturday? Uh, I or think a couple it was, weeks ago. Uh, I think it was by at least 20. Yeah, at least right. 20. Yeah, it was not good. No, Sparky, Sparky's a good coach. I just there's there's a lot of things at Davenport. <laughs> we we we're years away, but yeah. you know what? We'll get there. But back into hockey. Now you did mention Michigan Tech in that whole scramble of conversation quite a few times and coincidentally enough fair state michigan tech michigan state and michigan the 2019 great lakes invitational at little caesars arena for you how excited must you be for this well first i'm, I'm gonna ask is this uh Proceeding, Tyler asking for an invitation to come sit in the press box. No, no. Did no, <laughs> he well, actually? No, no, I'm not. No, so actually, I may right now. I'm well, cause that's why I asked you about the uh, the media pass because well, I work for the hockey writers and I'm covering the tournament, so I'm like, well, I need to get in. Now, if I stop by and say hello, you know, mm. I'd be you know <laughs> shameless. Well, okay. So, have you have you been up in the press box before at Little Caesars? I have. So I actually did the same thing you did for um, Detroit Sports Nation, who I was a, a freelancer for at one point in time when I was in high school. Um, I covered the GLI, the first one at Little Caesars, because I just had to know. So I called the guy at Detroit Sports Nations. It, it had been several several years since I had worked there. And I was like, hey, um, I'll do GLI coverage for free for you if you can help me get a credential. And he goes, yeah, go ahead. Just use our name. Say you're working for Dead Sports Nation. Good. I get in. Uh, I ended up on the air with Bowling Green's broadcast at one point. Um, well, there you go. It, it's to put it in a way only Gwen Stefani could put it. It's bananas in that building. <laughs> Absolutely. Wait, this this what is bananas? This what? Oh wait, hold on. We can't. We nope. cannot say it's that. Rich, it's bananas. You're right. It's it's, well, is because it looks like it's almost straight down from that angle. It's that's what I like. That's what I want though, and it's it's a little bit it's a little bit back from the glass. But from a broadcast standpoint, it's everything I want. The door locks, which is great, so I don't have people coming in and out all the time. Um, which is so nice. more of a it's more of a plus than you'd think it is. Um, that became an issue at uh, the NCAA tournament a few years ago, but uh, we ended up sorting that one out. But for for me, I mean, personally, this uh, broadcasting at the GLI, broadcasting at the home of the Red Wings, that's a bucket list. I mean, I've been a Wings fan since. I mean, since I was five or six years old. So, to be able to do a game there, I've been looking forward to this um, for two or three years since I knew we were going back. Um, you know, when I looked at my options, you know, did I want to stay at Ferris, start my master's degree? Did I want to go somewhere else and try and do that? I looked at Ferris and I was like, you know, I could stay and do my master's degree, you know, continue to work a place I love and get to go do the GLI. So, it, it helped me make my decision a few years back when I was applying for jobs. Well, there you go. And, you know, we, we did talk about the, the Michigan Tech uh, hockey fan base. And I, me and Tyler can speak from experience. We went to the Michigan Tech and uh, University of Michigan game last year at the GLI. They are so... Oh, the I, listen, crowd... Listen, we're Michigan... Okay, so we were born bl maize and blue fans. Still are. But, boy, were we, were we... I wasn't mad that Tech won that we game. We were outnumbered. We were brutally outnumbered by Tech fans. It's crazy. Tech fans are my, some of my favorite people in sports. I'm not kidding. Listen, if you ever get the chance to go up for a Michigan Tech hockey game... Uh, I'll go rent a pair of snowshoes and a snowblower and snowmobile, <laughs> and then we'll go up there. It's worth, it's worth every penny of gas you're going to spend. 
It doesn't matter how long it takes you to drive in the snow. It could take you a week. You have to go at some point in your life. It's the it's the craziest place I've ever been in college hockey. It's in the middle of you're in the middle of nowhere in one of the most remote places in the United States, really. And it's a beautiful scenic town. There's a lot of great food in that town. Uh, some of my favorite places on the road to go. And the rink is so cool, and they pack it full. And the student section is nuts. And the pep band is hilarious. Oh, they're, they're oh, phenomenal. Man. And the hospitality is great there, too. You know, some most places I go, when I broadcast my purchase, like, from one of the blue lines, there, they put me front and center at center ice in the front row of the press box. So I'm like, I'm, I'm just so happy all the time when I'm there. It's the best. Yeah, I have a, I have a couple friends that are in the uh, the Michigan Tech pet band, uh, the drumline or percussion section, I guess you could call it, and they they just tell like the glory stories of yeah, we might have lost tonight, but we really had a good time, and that's what matters. <laughs> we may have lost. They win the, what? Go ahead. Where they, win, they win the party. That's what it is. They that, win the they party. Do. They might not win the game, but they're always going to win the party. There's some hardy party people up there at Houghton. Oh, well, for Pete's sake. Hey, thank you. <laughs> But uh, let's continue on here. Um, so let's let's uh, kind of move around the NCAA a little bit. And now uh, Denver, they're starting out the season hot. What do you think, in your personal opinion, has been really the key to their success? I hate to be lame, but it's balance. Um, I really hate to be lame and say balance. But they've got 15 different goal scorers, and none of them have more than four. They played eight games. So, I mean, four goals in eight games is nothing to sneeze at either. But, like... 15 different guys have scored a goal for that team. Their top scorer, Ian Mitchell, is a defenseman with 10 points. He's a Chicago draft pick. He's a phenomenal player. They've got like top-end talent like Cole Gutman, Emilio Pedersen, Liam Finley, Bobby Brink. They're all crazy talented. In goal, they lost Philip Larson, who's now at the Grand Rapids Griffins. Uh, but then they bring in Magnus Krona, and Krona's got a 925 save percentage in eight games. Now, that said... Magnus Krona faces an average of 21 shots a game, which is a crazy low number. But it just shows you that they're getting it done every... They're, possess, they're just out-possessing teams. Their balance is great. Obviously, they're 8-0. Excuse me, sorry. I still got a little bit of a frog in my throat here from a few weeks ago. It's like um, everyone's sick. Alex is sick. My buddies at work are sick. It's just the time of year. It's that wonderful time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm looking at just a couple of their national ranks. Out of, these are out of 60. Uh, Denver is third in the nation in penalty kill, really tied for second, uh, 97.1%. They're 33-34. That's crazy. Power play, very respectable, 22%. Um, penalty minutes, they're kind of in the middle of the country. Scoring margin um, scoring margin is plus two, two and a half goals. I mean, that's fourth best in the nation because a couple teams have only played a few times. Um, but really, you know, you take away Harvard's only played one game. Um, they're second to a team like Penn State and UMass, that's at 257. Uh, scoring defense is at 1.62. That's just not even fair. Scoring offense is seventh in the country at four goals a game, a little over four. Um, I mean, they just have everything going. They've got uh, three shutouts. Their backup goaltender, Michael Corson, has got one. Magnus Krona, who's a Tampa Bay pick, has two of them. Um, obviously, Krona's 7-0. Um, save percentage is pretty good, but he hasn't faced a lot of shots. So that's Denver's got it. Denver's got it everywhere. Everywhere they're well coached, uh, they're recruited well, and, and they just seem to have the right pieces in the right place right now. And that's just a name, Magnus Corona, which is funny because isn't it Magnus Arena? 
Is it? Yeah, Magnus Arena. It's I've, uh yeah, that's a good point. It's a match he's, made in heaven. Only in yeah, Denver. Only in Denver. He's phenomenal too. So it's it's good for them. I I'm happy for them. They're a classy group. I'm I'm afraid now because they got Duluth coming up here next this weekend. And remember last year uh, we bumped up. I've, oh my gosh! I can't, why can't I think of the St. Cloud goaltender from last year? Who was ridiculous? Ah, David Renak. Yes. And then what happened? Didn't he get lit up by? Oh, just imploded. Just imploded. Rough oh. weekend. Oh my. God. Yeah. And, well, and kind of looking at Denver, I'm, I'm looking at their schedule right now. And yeah, you had BC, and yes, you had to go up to Sault Ste. Marie to play Lake State, where the Ferris just was this past weekend. But you played Fairbanks. Okay. You played Boston College, but it's at home. And then you had Niagara at home. Is the eight and zero kind of based on the schedule, or is or does or the numbers don't lie? Is this Denver team? I mean, we're going to see it this weekend with Minnesota Duluth. We'll see if this Denver team is one hundred percent legit, or do you think that they've already shown that they are one? They should be the deserved number one team in the nation. Well, I think their numbers will come back to earth a little bit as the season goes on. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I mean, these numbers are otherworldly, but you know, to the same token, yeah, their schedule. Probably in terms of strength of schedule, do they have Niagara recently? I think I saw on the schedule for them. Yeah, that was their last weekend. They yeah, are. they had Niagara. So really, you know, it's it's a little bit of a product of their schedule. I do think they're a fantastic team. Duluth is off to a bit of an up and down, uneven start, so you never know what they're going to bring. Always going to compete hard, Duluth, uh, under Scott Sandlin. But um, yeah, Denver will get tested really for the first time coming up here, and. I do think that Denver is going to retain uh, some pretty impressive numbers. I don't know that they're going to go start to finish as the number one team. Um, I don't think that team exists in college hockey right now. So we did. So obviously, like I said, Duluth is up next weekend. And of course, one of the big stories, obviously it was an exhibition game. So it doesn't count towards standings like that, but they lose the university of Alberta, who at times has been a really good youth sports team up in Canada. I no question about it, but we remember a few years ago when Windsor beat the University of Michigan in an exhibition game. Do those losses, I mean, kind of like preseason where you don't play all your starters and your stars all the time, but do those losses actually have merit? Because we're going to mention a team here in a second that kind of had a little bit of a slip-up this weekend. But Duluth starting at 3-3, three and three, back-to-back defending national champions. Are they on the downswing? Because they have a lot of veteran talent up and down their roster. Uh, I think that they're reloading. Um, I don't think they're going to be a bad team. I certainly think they're going to be at least on the edge of the NCAA tournament. I, th- I think they pretty much always will under Scott Sandlin. Um, I don't put a lot of stock into them. You usually see those NCHC teams take care of those teams a little bit better. But Alberta is traditionally one of CIS's best teams, so they can you know they they can come out and get you. I mean, we played we played Waterloo, um, who got up on us, and we were playing poorly. Um, and we, we, had to, we had to get some things figured out before we turned it around, and, and we ended up coming back high. Um, but we did outshoot them 47-20. We outpossessed them the whole game. They were just in front of every shot. They blocked a lot of shots. Those Canadian teams typically do that. Um, their goaltenders had a good night. You don't normally see that from those CIS teams when they come down to the U.S., but um, it, it does happen. I, I don't put a lot of stock into them. It definitely bothers the guys. Um, you know, I walked into the locker room after we tied Waterloo. I had one of the guys look at me and just kind of like his eyes got really wide. I was like, we're fine. We're fine. And then we came out and we beat USA NTDP 5 nothing two days later. So, I mean, it, it can turn around just like that. Yeah, and 
um, Tyler kind of previewed it a little bit. So one loss that uh, kind of took people a little bit off guard was Minnesota State losing to Bowling Green in overtime. This past weekend, we should probably that, mention that. That, yeah. that was this past weekend. Is, is this something that people need to put a lot of time into, or is it just a, a fluke uh, run of the mill? I would, I mean, it's hockey. Any, any team can beat any team on any given night is my thing. Minnesota State, um, all right, let's look at their numbers in comparison to what we've seen from, from some of the others. Their penalty kills at 93.5. Power play is at 23.5. Uh, that'll just continue to get better. Um, their scoring defense is second in the nation at one and a half. Scoring offense is uh, just a shade under four goals a game at 10. They're, they're just, they're fine. Bowling Green is a good team. That's the other part of this. Bowling Green is um, not as good as Minnesota State, but they're pretty close. Um, that's, uh, the, the thing that was interesting to me is last year in the WCHA title game in the same building, Bowling Green's up 2 nothing with about five minutes to go. Minnesota State scores twice, forces overtime, wins in overtime. So they score three straight goals. This time, Minnesota State's up 2 nothing, And in the third, Bowling Green comes from behind, ties it up, and wins it in overtime. So they, they completely roll reverse from the championship game. Um, and I think, you know, for Bowling Green, they're walking into that building thinking, you know, just a few months earlier we had this thing in the bag in their building, and they felt badly about it. And they, they came out. They didn't graduate almost anything Bowling Green, uh, other than Lucas Craggs is a pretty good scorer. Uh, but took a lot of penalty minutes. So Bowling Green was in pretty good shape when they walked in there, and uh, they showed their teeth. And I think people got to look out for Bowling Green, too. Personally, I still think Minnesota State is probably going to win the WCHA, but uh, Bowling Green will give them a run for their money. Well, of course, Bowling Green wasn't... They made it to the... Oh, gosh, I should remember this because we did the Frozen Four preview together. They made... There was their first tournament bid. I, I, now I'm getting so confused in my seasons now. But that was yeah. last... Yeah, that was their first tournament bid. Did they make the Frozen Four? No, they see. Here's the thing: they lost to Duluth in overtime in the first round. So they lost to the national champs in the first round and took them to overtime. Right. That's what's such a big deal about. Because I remember, like, it was their first time ever in the tournament, and they dang near knocked out Duluth. And and well, of course, once again, I mean, I could ask you about St. Cloud State again about if they're going to make it in the postseason. But I, I <laughs> with St. Cloud State, who knows anymore? Yeah, I you know. St. Cloud is also off to a bit of an uneven start. The NCHC right now um, worries me a little bit. And I say that because I don't think, you know, I look at Denver and see a great team there. I look at North Dakota and see a team that's back on the rise. Uh, I look at Western Michigan, who I think is a dark horse, but they, they're having all sorts of problems with injuries right now. Uh, their three best players are out with injuries right now. Um, and we don't know when they're going to get the best player back who's, when he's healthy, he's the best player in the country. Um, you know, I, I, I look at Miami's not very good this year. They're, they're rebuilding. They've got a new coach. They've got a long ways to go. Um, but like St. Cloud State has set power play records over the last several years, and they're looking a little pedestrian in some of these things right now. Uh, they're, they're up and down. They've got some work to do for sure. Um, Nebraska-Omaha went to Anchorage in Anchorage kind of gave them the business this past week. And Anchorage, the last two years, has been the worst team in the country. So up and down that conference, I think it's a little thinner than it's been some years past with you know Duluth off to a little bit of an uneven start, too. So I, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell um, what that conference is really going to do right now. 
Yeah, and talking about conferences and all that good stuff, which conference do you think um, is shaping to be the toughest to win the season? Now, you did mention the NH or NCHC, who have currently five teams in the top 20 um, in the nation, uh, well, combined with uh, Hockey East, and the Big Ten have four of those 20. So which conference do you think is going to be the toughest? So for nine teams, I think the toughest conference to win is the WCHA because I think Minnesota's got the lock on that. Um, so for nine of those teams, it's probably the toughest one to win. Um, but if you're looking at, if you've got to go through a whole season, I, I guess if you want me to answer the question of which one's the hardest to pick, and I've never been a huge Big Ten guy, but I'm going off the map and taking the Big Ten here. The Big Six or Big Seven or whatever it is, is I think it's... Yeah. And I'm just not, I've never been a Big Ten guy because I, I've seen the hockey they play in that league and it's just not physical at all. And when they play physical teams, a lot of them buckle. But that, that is very true. They're growing some depth right now. And Notre Dame is what they always are under Jeff Jackson. They're talented and they're strong defensively. Wisconsin right now, however, is very interesting. Wisconsin had, they brought in, the best recruiting class in the country. And that's, you know what? I don't care what anyone else says. That's the fact. They brought in Cole Caulfield. They brought in Alex Turcotte. Um, Cole and Alex, I'm looking at them in the country right now. So Cole's got eight goals in eight games as a freshman. He could score, score 25 goals in a college season. Maybe even more. But, but to bad. be fair, Harrison, Cole Caulfield, I mean, there's a reason why he was a top 10 draft pick in the NHL. It shouldn't be any surprise that he's a top scorer already in the NCAA, though, wouldn't you say? No, not at all. But that's what makes Wisconsin exciting. Alex Turcotte got eight points in six games as well for that team. He's a very good player himself. Um, Roman Ockhan's got some good numbers as a forward. I'm looking at Linus Weisbach as a Buffalo draft pick, plays for Wisconsin. Linus Weisbach might be the fifth best forward on that team, and he has ten points in eight games. And he would be the best forward on probably 45 teams in the country. So Wisconsin up front is loaded defensively. They've got a lot of talent back there. They've got a little more experience than they've had in years past. They don't really have the goaltending yet. Um, but I would say Wisconsin's going to make things interesting in that conference. Penn State has crazy firepower as always. And again, they don't play any form of defense. I don't think they know how to spell the word defense, to be honest. <laughs> um, Ohio State's always going to compete hard, so... I think there are four teams. I think that conference is really up for grabs this year. It's uh, That's an interesting one. I talked about the NCHC looking a little thin, but um, you never know. I mean, those, the other thing about that, the NCHC is, you know, for the last few years, you go around and you play a team in the NCHC, and it's like, okay, I got to pl- go play at Denver this weekend. Now I got to go play at North Dakota. Now I got to go play at home against Duluth. Like, they just beat each other down, so by the time they get to the tournament, you play a fast Big Ten team, and you might be the better team, but they're not as beat down because they don't hit anybody. Right. And I, so, I mean, we talk, I mean, obviously NCHC, like, it's so interesting to see how those teams are playing. And you talk about Wisconsin, they're dominate. They're, they have a dominant offense, but they're 4-4. Four and four. Now, how will that play on Big Ten play? We don't know. They got swept by Penn State recently. But I almost, it's weird because we talk about all the time about Eastern bias here in the NHL. You know, however, nobody looks out West Coast, nobody looks at the Pacific Division, except for us, it seems like we did a whole show on it, basically. For sure. But Hockey East, why is it that I look at the standings and I see Northeastern up there in the rankings, and yeah, you see Cornell, who's an Ivy League school, but 
you really don't see much hockey. It may be, UMass is number two. I get that, but hockey East is not hockey East of ten years ago. They're not dominant anymore. Is that no? They're not. Is that just kind of you know kind of swinging momentum around the conferences, like how hockey works, like you said, or is the is hockey East not the go to place anymore? Um, I mean, it's hard to say. Um, because you, you look out west, and genetically, um, genetically speaking, and I, I don't mean to get into the thing about genes, but they're bigger, stronger, faster kids out, out in the west than there are out east right now. Those western Canadian, Canadian boys. Cornbread. Those western yeah. Canadian boys there. And that's the talent pool that Denver is pulling from. And they get kids from California, and they, and they, they reach a much wider geography. Now, the population density is a lot greater on the east coast, but... Um, I think other sports right now are taking over the Eastern Seaboard. Like lacrosse is a big thing that's hurting college hockey. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. Other sports are, I think, hurting hockey a little bit. And you know, the other thing is, it's easy to recruit in Western Canada. If you're in Eastern Canada near Quebec, it's not for whatever reason. You don't see a lot of Quebec guys coming down to play college hockey. It's just not very common. That no. is true. They they tend to stay up in Quebec or they, they play for a junior team in Quebec. They play the QMJ majorly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the OHL, it's a little mixed. You still get some Ontario guys in college hockey. But for whatever reason, uh, west of Ontario, you tend to get a lot of those guys coming down. There are less teams, um, less teams to play for up there, and, and a lot of them just are coming down, and it's, it's creating a different kind of talent pool lately. And, you know, some of the traditional powers like Boston College, Boston University have been not very good the last few years. Nope. Um, Boston College, I think, is probably on their way back up, but it's going to be, you know, maybe another year or two. They've got some good players, but they've been so used to recruiting these 18-year-olds that, um, you know, these, these really good 18-year-olds, they bring in 17 and 18-year-olds, and then they want to leave after a year because they're that good. And it, it, it turns into a big, ugly cycle for them. Yeah. Whereas out west... Um, for whatever reason, the Denvers and the North Dakotas of the world have been able to do a really good job keeping guys around for two, three years to get big and strong and, and old. And old teams, you know, the Minnesota Duluth of the world, are the teams that do best in the NCAA tournament. And it's, it's funny because you talk about all the players coming from out west. The BCHL, the British Columbia Hockey League, is, with the exception of all the three major junior leagues in Canada and the CHL, is probably the best junior A league up there. And probably, I will say this, even though you know we like the Lumberjacks, we watch USHL hockey, is probably the best junior A tier two in North America by far in terms of talent. I would still, yeah, I, I'm giving the, the USHL the big one right now. I, I have, uh, I, I still have a, a great belief in the USHL. I think it's deeper, at least, uh, for a lot of reasons. But the BCHL has turned out a lot of top-end talent lately. Um, and it's it's interesting because it, it's, not, it's a scoring league, uh, so you wonder how some of these guys are going to translate. But we've seen some guys go up there and put up 100 points and, and come down and, and be just, just that good in college hockey. So I think the British Columbia League is good, especially for smaller, faster players. I think the USHL is good for the larger size guys. Now, we do talk about, you know, these different guys and 
Michigan playing very technical style, not very big hitting. Your big, the Big Ten, not Michigan. Uh, well, well, yeah. Well, Michigan, yes. Mich- Michigan is the Big Ten. That's basically. the reason why Michigan Let's is only honest. receiving votes. Michigan's only receiving votes. To Correct. Get now, is it too early to make a Hobie Baker prediction this season? And if it's not too early, who would be one of the top picks for you? Uh, so I'm going to cheat and go with the leading point scorer. His name is Jack Dugan. He plays for Providence. Uh, he's a sophomore. And, you know, you always wonder early in the season, you get some guys that get hot. There's, there's a difference between getting hot and being doused in napalm. And that's what Jack Dugan is. <laughs> Jack, Jack Dugan has 18 points in eight games. See Robert Duvall now. I love the smell of Jack Dugan in the morning. <laughs> yeah, Apocalypse now just turned to, Apocalypse now turned college hockey. This guy's got 2.25 points per game in eight games. Um, there are a couple guys ahead of him in points per game that have only played like one and two games, but Jack Dugan, is, I mean, he's kind of came out of nowhere. I am going to be honest with you. Until I looked at college hockey stats last weekend, I didn't know who Jack Dugan was. Uh, he's the biggest Golden Knights draft pick. He's a sophomore. And again, he's got five goals and 13 assists for 18 points on a good Providence team. But still, I mean, that's um, those are some pretty insane numbers. Uh, his line mate, line mate, Tice Thompson, who's a New Jersey draft pick, he's also got 14 points in eight games. He's got seven goals and seven assists. So I would imagine that most of the damage is being done there. Um, but you know, if you're looking at it right now, if Jack Dugan and Tyson Thompson are going to keep this up, Jack Dugan's going to play himself into the conversation. Um, you know, if you want me to give you a couple options of guys that I think will also be in the running, Cal Burke at Notre Dame, uh, he's got a good shot at being in it because Hobie Baker has traditionally been a very senior heavy award. He's got 13 points in six games, nothing to sneeze at either. Uh, Mitchell Chafee was a preseason pick for the award. He's got six goals. 11 points uh, in seven games so far for UMass. A lot of people are paying a lot of attention to UMass right now. He's a junior. But it's traditionally been a senior award, so if Jack Dugan can keep it up, he's going to keep himself in the conversation. Um, But Cal Burke is is probably right now amongst seniors the front runner. Um, It's not one of those years where there's like a Jack Eichel out there, although Cole Caulfield is uh, certainly counted enough to play himself into the mix at some point at Wisconsin. Um, but, yeah, it's not like one of those years where you're like, okay, Jack Eichel and, you know, Kyle Connor, who definitely should have won the Hobie Baker, um, or Jimmy VC go end-to-end, and you just know before the voting starts. I, I, I got to say, Harris, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in you. How do you not know that Jack Dugan was a Vegas draft pick? I mean, he was drafted in the seventh round. How do you not know that? I mean, doesn't he everyone... drafted? Did you just say the seventh round? He was the seventh round in Vegas's first ever draft year in 27. Yes, I just looked it up. I didn't know that off the top of my head either. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say I'm that crazy into call it into draft picks. But no, he was what a seventh steal. rounder. Yeah. And what a steal! And guess what? He's some. Well, I mean, you know, think if he's a sophomore and he does well this season, say Providence somehow doesn't go to the Frozen Four as a four seed again. They, I mean, he goes to Chicago, plays with the Wolves a little bit, puts up 10 points in 10 games, and next thing you know, bye-bye Providence, he's all of a sudden Vegas Golden Knight, because, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, this is now my NHL coming in. They're going to need some cheap talent coming up here, let's be honest. I mean, they, they, are in yeah. cap, they are in cap distraught at the end of this. 
at, at some point in time, they're going to have to start developing their own talent, and it helps when you get a seventh rounder that is in the mix to, you know, win the Hobie Baker, which is no small thing. My pick, though, is still, until I get proven otherwise, until he tails off or his Arizona State starts to really falter, Johnny Walker's going to be my pick. I am just saying, Johnny Walker's my guy. <laughs> For no reason in particular. <laughs> Not, no yeah, reason. Johnny Walker's a great player, too. He is. I mean, he I mean, put up some good numbers right now, too. No, I'm about to say, that's not as strictly because of his name is related to some type of alcohol. He's got 12 points right now in eight games. And do you think Harrison, Arizona State is once again a rank. I, I, are they ranked right now? I thought they were. They were in their, they weren't last year. No, they were last year, but now they're not ranked. Do you think Arizona State is going to be a team that until they become part of a conference, that they may not be looked at as the same as someone who would be, say, in the NCHC or the WCHA? It depends on how they schedule. If they're going to schedule the way they, they did last year for the most part, um, I think you can still look at them and, and say this is a legit team. I think they were legit last year. But um, at some point in time, you don't want to, in the NCAA, you don't want to risk losing games. So if you don't have to schedule a team, like, if I'm North Dakota and I see Arizona State's really good, why do I schedule them? Why would I want to go make that road trip when I could go lose a game? Why don't I just play Niagara at home instead and just get two wins and be done with it? I mean, you know, it doesn't really help your uh, pairwise that much to play a bad team at home, but it hurts to lose games. Right. I mean, it, it's a, you know, college hockey and college football are very different. You lose a game in college football, your season's pretty much over. Oh, unless for sure. you're in the SEC. And you can run the table after that. But in college hockey, if, if you lose the wrong game at the wrong time and you risk taking on Arizona State when you don't have to and it comes back to bite you, you could be on the outside looking in by one spot because somebody from Atlantic Hockey uh, who's got bad pairwise wins their tournament and gets in and you're sitting staring at the NCAA tournament from your couch in late, late March because you just decided to get a little cocky and players on state so i think at some point when teams stop scheduling them good teams i think they're going to find themselves in a bad spot because i, I think that at some point um nobody's going to want to come play them if you can't play good teams and beat good teams you can't get into the tournament that's how it works don't right. don't you just have to apply to get into a conference because i know for the longest time before huntsville came into wcha were they not an independent for I, I forgot since the beginning of the program weren't they uh, they were in College Hockey America at oh one point. Oh, gosh, I remember that conference now. That was a long time ago. Like, Wayne State was in there at one point. Findlay was in there at one point. Um, they were in there with Bemidji State, Robert Morris, and someone else most recently. I, I can't think of the other team. But for the most part, I think Huntsville has been in some form of a conference, even, like, when it was just College Hockey America. It was just a few teams. Yeah. Right. But, what I mean, doesn't... would. What all Arizona State has to do is simply apply to get into a conference, or are they have to be invited into a conference? Because I mean, so, the, the the big secret that everybody knows is that you know any conference that's a conference that can handle Arizona State wants them in and has invited them. So like the WCHA and uh, the NCHC, I would imagine at least I don't know for sure have probably both invited them. Um, and it's, it's up to them to decide which direction they want to go. I don't know from their end 
why they haven't chosen to jump in somewhere yet. Maybe because it hasn't hurt them yet. But when it becomes convenient for them, if the invitations are still out there, I'm sure they're going to go find themselves a home. Right, and possibly they might be able to find a new home. It's not completely certain yet, but there has been a report that has come out about a possible exploration into a brand new conference in uh, 2021. Now, did you hear about this one, Harrison? No, he yeah, didn't, because so he only works it, at Ferris, Alex. <laughs> you never know. You never know. It's a done, it's a done deal. Um, Ferris State is out of the WCHA in a few years here. Um, we're still a proud partner of them now, and we're going to do our best to represent the WCHA while we're here. Uh, but at the end of it, uh, us and the other six teams, the group of seven, uh, are going to move on from the WCHA. Um, don't really know the reasons, to be honest with you. I haven't been in a lot of those conversations. I don't know if this is going to trigger, you know, another major realignment. Could that happen? Could a couple other conferences shake it up right now and this kind of be like the summer of 2013? It could happen. Um, it's hard to say, but it's, you know, from a travel standpoint, the fact that Ferris State will no longer be in a conference with both Alaska and Alabama Huntsville obviously would make financial sense for anybody. So fiscally, I think that's going to be part of it. Um, but yeah, that new, new conference is out there. I don't know if Arizona State's been invited. Um I, I really don't. I don't know if they'd want to be in it, but it, it could. I would imagine that it's not just going to be these seven teams moving on. I, I have to imagine that somebody else might move out of one and into another. I don't know about the Alaska schools if they're even going to be around anymore after this. Um, Alabama Huntsville is committing to building a new rink. Could they end up in this new conference, even though they weren't in a group of seven? They could. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be. It's going to be a change, and I think it's not just going to be the one change that we've, we've all seen. I think it's going to be more than one. It's the return of the Central Collegiate Hockey Association. <laughs> yeah. So for, oh. for, the, for those that are listening, though, the four of the seven teams are Michigan-based schools. That would include Ferris State University, Lake Superior State, Michigan Tech, and Northern Michigan. The three other being, uh, like you mentioned earlier, Bemidji State, Bowling Green, and Minnesota State University, which, by the way, I think would be a solid conference to be in. Just looking at those seven teams by themselves, even if you added in an eighth, that's a pretty good conference. It is. I, I would think you'd want to add in an eighth at some point, um, but it's it's definitely a high-end conference. Um, those teams, uh, you know, not a lot of them have had really long back stretches in their, in their careers in Division One college hockey, so Really, uh, I think I think it's a good conference as it stands. But I would still imagine there to be some sort of a shakeup here, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure we're all going to hear about it sooner rather than later, uh, because this is while it's on the horizon, it's not on the very far horizon. The 2021-22 season, I believe, when that begins, it's uh, we're going to be two more years, including this one, in the WCHA, and then and then we move on. So. Um, yeah, I would, I would imagine we're going to hear something sooner rather than later. What a bummer, Harrison. The year that this new conference starts up, you won't be traveling west, which means you won't be traveling past Seattle, where the new Seattle Sockeyes hockey club will be they're at. They're not going to be called the Sockeyes. They're going to oh. be called the Sockeyes. No, they're not. Well, okay. But, Harrison, before we let you go here, one last very important question here. Oh, Lord. I always do it to you. I never put it on the list of questions I'm going to ask you. Your Stanley Cup favorite. Go. 
Uh, I picked the Calgary Flames last year, didn't I? Oh, yes, and that worked out so well. Thank you, Kale McCarr, for that. I am picking the Calgary Flames again um, because... On what merit? Big Save on, Dave is a joke. <laughs> on uh, the merit that I'm insane. and <laughs> At least he's honest. Can we be happy that he's honest? Fair point. You know, they also have the best uniforms in the game. Those uh, The reds with the white letters and the... Uh, uh, the reds with the white letters and the gold trim. Yeah, those are, just, those are pretty good. Okay, okay speak, gorgeous. Speaking of sweaters, we're going to talk about it a little bit more when we let you off the air here. The Nashville Predator sweaters. Please tell me you've seen them. I have seen them. Um, I love the script text. Oh, oh no. isn't it beautiful? Uh, no, you're wrong, Alex. Just, love, Harrison, you're wrong too. <laughs> I'm not finished. I love the script text. Not a big fan of the rest of the uniform. Okay, uh, so it's 50-50. It's 50-50. I'll um, allow it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, there's no good way to do that. I don't really like their colors to begin with. Um, I grew up, obviously, a Red Wings fan, so I remember the, us playing them in the playoffs. You remember the horrible gold ones that they had? No, like the, mustard, the mustard ones with the actual saber cat. Those should have yeah. been the sweaters. Classic. No. Vintage. No. It was like an ugly-looking, silvery-white saber cat. It was awful. I oh, hated it. It wasn't... No, because... Uh, so, that was the fight night, right? When they wore those sweaters. When there was, like, fights every shift, right? Basically. I, the 04 season it was. That, that's when they were still gooning it up left and right. So, I, that wouldn't surprise me. They, they got were, to the playoffs doing it with Tomas Bokun as their starting goaltender. Wasn't Tutu on that team? Uh, yes. Yes. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Which he is funny because then he great. goes through the AHL system and then goes and plays for Detroit. Oh, that's great. 2-2 McCarty, man. Gosh. What a day. What a day. Cal- Calgary Flames, because I'm insane, I love their sweaters. Uh, actually, have you seen our new road sweaters? Yes. Those are actually pretty sick. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm still slightly biased to the original Maroon. That's just me being my vintage childhood self. But for the color scheme they have now, I like it. I think it's really cool. And, of course, the video. Was that you that did the video, or was that someone else? I did, and I finished designing it in the Davenport football press box. Yeah, see, get Ryan to do all the work for you. That's how you do it. Get Ryan to work for you. No, that because the video the video reveal was awesome. It was def, It looked like an NHL reveal. It was almost as it was almost as good, Harrison. Your video to reveal the new sweaters was almost as good as the gritty reveal. That was don't, about it. Nothing's as good as the gritty reveal. Don't 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 put that on gritty. Gritty for me. I wasn't putting it on. I was comparing you to gritty. I'm giving you. I'm giving you some praise here, Harrison. Giving you some love I, here. I, I appreciate it, but I'm taking gritty ten times out of ten. I will say, Harrison, I have not heard of these jerseys till just now when I looked it up. That's a pretty nice sweater. Like, now, obviously, you see the similarities to the Calgary Flames. I, um, I do. That makes a lot of sense now, Harrison. It makes, now, it makes, so a, lot of, it makes a lot of sense because I'm the one that designed them. Yeah, the I'm guy not. that picks Calgary as the, the Stanley Cup favorite two years in a row. All right, so... Oh, go ahead. I had, to talk, I had to talk the coaches into it a little bit. I was like, listen, it's it's one of the best looks in the NHL. It's a different look than we've ever pulled before. I pulled out all the stops trying to sell this to the coaches, and they're kind of quiet during the presentation. I walked them through it a few times, and finally Bob Daniels nodded. He goes, I like it. You guys, they all said, yep, that was the end of it. 
Because, yeah, what are they going to do, say no to Bob Daniels? They want to keep their jobs, Harrison. They're going to say yes. They, they said yes, and uh, we pulled them out at Miami the first time, and I watched the guys skate onto the ice, and I was like, this is how it should be. Did you, did you, did you tear up a little bit? Were you a little pro- did you have to give yourself a pat on the back, Harrison? I did. Um, and then you blew I your voice up. <laughs> yeah, I blew my voice up, but I gave myself a pat on the back because when you think about it, there aren't too many times in your life when you have an opportunity, and I hate to just brag about this, but this is like one of the, my favorite things I've done. When you come up with a concept for something and a Division One team is out on the ice in a big environment wearing it. Like, that's one of those moments where you're like, dang, this is, my job is for real. It's not just little fair state. Like, we're doing that, we'll wear these into Yost. We'll wear these at Little Caesars when we play Michigan. So it's, uh, that's uh, that one gets me. That's a pretty cool one. That, that that's is, really awesome. That's, now, now I feel like everything I've ever done has just been belittled because Harris <laughs> is actually doing something here. And I'm just like, that's pretty neat. Yeah, you'll get there. You'll get there. You'll get there. It's a good podcast. Oh, well, geez. There, there's my, that's my pat on the back right there. Well, we'll definitely have to bring you on for a fourth time. That is for sure. Fourth time to try? Yes. But, Harrison, thank you very much for joining us once again. We love talking to you. We'll definitely talk to you throughout the season because I want to do more college hockey talk because I feel like there is not enough. There is enough NHL talk. I mean, we're one of probably 5,000 podcasts. So we will definitely keep bringing you on because you give us all the good word on college hockey, and you have created one of the best sweaters in college hockey. So, of course, we got to promote you there. My man, thank you very much. Hey, man, maybe I'll see you. And Little Caesars, if not, because it probably won't be, because somehow someone will say no. But if not, have fun at that. It'll be, I'm sure it'll be a great experience for you. And have a good call out there, man. For sure. Thanks, man. That was Harrison Wan. Make he sure told, to go. He told us, what's up? Be sure he to, did. Be sure to follow him at Watt Harrison. So it's his name backwards. How do you spell Watt? Is it W-A-T-T? Yeah, W-A-T-T. Like J.J. Watt, not in relation. Not... Watt the, oh gosh, is it the, who's the defensive lineman Watt? JJ's brother. Uh, I forgot what team he plays for. I was watching you're the asking, game. You were, you were watching the game? Does he play for the Raiders? No. I was watching the game on Sunday. No, it was, we were watching Pittsburgh. He plays for Pittsburgh. Ah. He's Pittsburgh. Him and Devin Bush, Jr. Michigan Devin Bush. Bush. I'm glad that's not one of the beer choices for the wedding, because I would What, Bush? Or Bush light, just light. That's it. No, because you really can't. Or lot. No, it's light. 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 I think you just probably scared half of the population. It's a Bush latte. Bush latte, the perfect beer for the morning. You betcha. That's the best. Even though Coors Light's trying to combat that with, we're the best for college game day. Even though no, no, Coors is good for. Nothing. Ah, uh, no, scratch that. Coors Light's good for for hydrating, Alex. You're correct. Coors Light is good for marinating brats. Coors Light is literally Rocky Mountain water, and I can say this because I've had Rocky Mountain water. It is crystal clear. I I told you about this, right? What? When we went to, we went hiking at Rocky Mountain National last year, we literally well because we run out of water. But where I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's clear up here because you know there was snow on the mountains when we were hiking. You know, still wearing t-shirt and shorts, and my hiking boots. So I'm like, well, my water bottle is clear. Let's check it out. And I scoop up the water, and it's crystal. 
Yeah, it's pure. And we took a sip, and I'm like, it tastes great. So I can tell you folks right now that Coors Light is literally water with an alcoholic's urine. That's literally all it is. <laughs> that's how bad it is. You know that's how they uh, baptize uh, trailer park babies, right? Just throw them Coors. Throw them Coors. Here you go, back. Oh my gosh, they bathe them in Coors. Just like my dad. Just like dad, I used to do Red Dog for brats. You don't remember Red Dog? Red Red Dog the beer? Yeah. Yes. Okay, let's so say yes. Red Dog the beer. The dog that was red in a beer. Dad always buy a forty. Not Clifford. Not Clifford the big red dog. Even though, let's Ooh. be honest, he would. Oh my. That should be a beer, like like a, like a craft beer. Clifford. Like if a beer tasted. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Roll with me on this. Roll with me on this. Okay, craft beer company. Maybe probably New Holland. Red because, dog is not a craft beer. We keep going. No, no, no. But New Holland, they come out with this beer. It tastes very cinnamony, kind of like a, a big red gum. They call it the Clifford. The big red dog. The oh. big red beer. Oh, that's why I had to look and up. They, and then they serve it in like. Uh, like a, what are they, like a 20-ounce can. So Big I, red. Big red big red beer. Where was it? There was a... That's a good idea. Hold on. There was a, so I had to look this up. There was a place that I just saw it the other day. Was it Funky Buddha that I was looking at? There, I thought there was a Michigan beer, a Michigan brewery that was making a French toast beer. But I'm getting a lot of funky Buddha, but that's not that's, that's not Michigan. Uh-huh. But no, but that's what a uh, there's one I found. I just looked at French toast beer. I'm getting funky Buddha brewery. Maybe that's the one I saw, but I thought there was one in Grand Rapids. I was making one, but I could have been wrong. Uh, funky Buddha does they do show up in? Um... Oh, oh, it's Roke Brewing Company. Where? Uh, Roke. Uh, Roke Brewing Company. They're based out of uh, Royal Oak. Um, oh, yes. That's the one. Yep. yep it's uh, French Toast Devil Dog. Uh, basically, it's an English oatmeal stout style beer. Yes. Roke Brewing Company. R-O-A-K. Like Royal Oak. Yes. Just, you know, Roke. With, they just... Are they... Are, are those guys legit? Alex, are they Roke? Hashtag Roke? No, Ty. No? Dang. Okay. I tried. I gave enough for your boys. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. When you, know you try your best, but you don't succeed. So and that's is, why what I is don't today. Say. What is today? Everybody who doesn't succeed, what is today? <laughs> yes, I use my. I wear my watch on my right hand. That's how great I am. Sure, you're not even wearing a watch, bud. Oh my gosh! Someone liked my video. Why would they do that? Oh, probably <laughs> Kelly or Katie. No, well, Kay- of course, Katie did. Kelly does sometimes. No, it was uh, Davenport D3 liking it. Which, oh. And it was not me liking it either. I don't run the Instagram account for D3. I, I, run, the Instagram, I run the Instagram for D1. Yeah, D3, Dav- I got, I got D3 more- Davenport Hockey. They, uh, I know the guy who runs it. Yeah, they, they, they tag the sports marketing department in a lot of their posts. And, I'm, and I, I message them, and I'm like, dude. Can you not? <laughs> why are you tagging me? I'm not, I'm not going to. When you say me, as in like you are. Okay, like. I run the social media accounts. That's what I do. Right. And I'm just like, bro, why are you tagging the page? Literally, we are not going to promote, like, the final score of your game. Our job is promotions and marketing those promotions. Right. And big games. That's what we do. We don't 
Take that stuff and you just post that on your own page. I don't care about that. It's like it's like us now. Well, it's funny because I so I post the stuff on the Twitter and he just puts it on the Instagram, which is fine. Right, but that's that's not a problem. I mean, that's I mean that's what we do for sports marketing. We just we create basically one post and then we tailor tailor it to all three of our big pro, like formats: so Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I should probably start using the Facebook more often for my for the stuff because I only use the Facebook whenever I um for which page. For non varsity well, or the like non varsity page. Well, like when I see non varsity, like the final scores and stuff. Non varsity doesn't get non varsity and sports marketing. I've noticed do not get a lot of traffic through the Facebook. Nobody and uses Facebook. That's not true. People use Facebook. It's just they're not. not if they want stuff about Davenport athletics, they're gonna follow the main Davenport athletics page. They're not going to be. Like the sports marketing page and then the non-varsity page, it's for the the Davenport nerds, really, because right. most people follow like the main the main Davenport athletics page because it's got all the NCAA sports. That's what they care about. Yeah, they don't but not the non-varsity one. No, but Twitter still gets a lot. I mean, shoot, we had a huge, Twitter's huge. We had a huge weekend. Instagram for the, is massive for the women's hockey page because. At Club Hockey Sandwich, Kyle met the guy, great guy. He likes, he follows ACH Women's Hockey. Yeah. No idea why, but you know what? It's his thing. It's his hobby. He was been on a road trip, and he got to meet him. He's really nice, very soft-spoken, but he's, you know, he's loves watching the game, and he was, you know, giving us our props and whatever, stuff like that. So it was kind of cool. We got a lot of traffic in that way. And, you know, it's, it's tough. Don't get me wrong. You have to try to find a way to make yourself different, try to make yourself you know, I mean, I my goal my first year is, oh, by the way, spoiler, I'm the guy that does all the social media for the four hockey teams on Twitter. Probably should have mentioned that. Uh, but I... You... Yeah, and everyone's like, no wonder it sucks! Listen, <laughs> listen I just... I, I, the idea is to try to do more. That's the first step right now. For me, like, I'm just literally taking steps at a time with what I'm doing. I like my first year. Let's learn how to call a hockey game. Okay, year two. Let's do some interviews, maybe a little bit of writing. Step three, writing every single night, social media up the wazoo. And obviously, you know, there's the graphics, stuff like that. I do actually, you know what, because like I said, Harrison created that video. I really, and I've thought about this, I was thinking about it earlier today, ironically, when I was thinking about the interview we were going to do with Harrison, how he does all the videos, because I figured he did do all of them. I want to get with him to learn what kind of software he uses, what he uses, how, what does he have to do to to actually create the videos. Now, yes, he is a full-time... Lightroom. I th that's why I thought it was. Adobe Lightroom. Yeah. But, of course, you need to take time to make the video, stuff like that. So, yes, right. well, of course, he, don't forget, he is a full-time, and he is paid bucks. No, yeah, no. There, I am part-time, and I get paid pennies. There's been meetings that we've had, and, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say this information because we're not going to do it, but there's been meetings where we've thought about Okay, taking all of the main big sports. So I remember so that, I was, that, I was in that email. I was in that email thread. Yeah. So it's gonna be. It was gonna be football, basketball, um, D one men's and women's hockey combined. Um, uh, but there was gonna be thinking about men's lacrosse possibly, and then like because they're an NCAA sport now, you should be able to. You just do men's and women's lacrosse together. Yeah, possibly. But no, there were gonna be like commercials, videos. I I remember not 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 just commercials. They they were going to be like the promo videos. Obviously, we wouldn't be able to do it for this year, but for for next year, we we would take, you know, probably a day per team and right. just 
you know, doing different shots, different camera angles. We're stuff trying like that. to keep up with Ferris and Grand Valley. Ferris well, it's State, the worst part is because we're right in the middle between the two. Yeah. You know what? Here here's the thing about you know, Harrison, I hope that he listens to this entire episode. That he way Because why would he, he would, oh, maybe. Actually, he probably. Or maybe probably, the latter half. Because I will give he him. He probably wants to hear, I'm like, all right, what are they going to say about me afterwards? Yeah. All right, Harrison, here you go. No. I will give him and Fair State University the biggest props in the world. They are a bigger D2 school than us. That, that, than Davenport University, for sure. And they, they show that from, from, you know, time to time. But by beating us by twenty five or thirty, whatever. It was. Not even just an F, not on the field. I'm just talking in. You you mentioned you know when you're going from year to year and you're you're just learning how to do stuff. You have to think. Yes, you so don't put, forget he was Dominic Hennig's intern. Right, and he got the job because Dominic left for Flint. Right, that's huge. And now he's creating sweaters. <laughs> yeah, and that this, it, and it, it comes it, down it's to been like three or four. Not years. only does Fair State University put out a lot of content, but they put out quality content. And that's what separates a, a college like Grand Valley State University, Ferris State. Um, compared to you know, I mean, Michigan Tech even. You know, compared to a, Tech, Daven, a Davenport University. That's, Tech's hockey is really good. Of course, don't forget. That's, that's their main sport. Correct. That's their big sport. And I Davenport want, University, it's big. It's a bigger production when it comes to basketball because that's the big sport. Because that's because it's the only competitive, successful, one. exactly successful sport. Even though our team got beat by like fifty, right? And, and you know what? You know what? Harrison Harrison did bring up Sparky McCown, great football coach, great football mind. One in fifteen with the rampage. <laughs> you, you, okay, you talk football with him. The dude knows everything. Harrison, well, geez. The first time I met him, I had to ask him. I'm like, all right, you work at Ferris. And he, I remember asking him, so how are you guys looking this year? Oh, man. Like, the first time I ever met him, before we even started talking hockey with him, when I first met him last season, he was, you know, whoa, my gosh, our defense is legit. Our third stringers are even better than our than other one else's third stringers. He was so in-depth. And he does a lot. And obviously, you have to do a lot with football. It's football. It's America. It's football. Now, basketball is really good, too. He doesn't do as much with basketball. but Their basketball team is okay. They, uh, they, a couple years ago, I think they were fine. They were the national champions, were they not? A couple years ago, their women's team, men's team? They were. I, I, I should have asked Harrison. But one thing I wanted to mention to Harrison, well, Ash wanted to ask him, was how Ferris and Tech, Lake State, all, pretty much the entire WCHA, how they treat their hockey teams because they are the only D1 programs on campus. Lake State, Northern, Tech, Ferris. We can go down, keep going on the list. Uh, Huntsville, Minnesota State, Bowling Green's D1, they're a Mac school. I'm trying to look at other WCHA teams off the top of my head here. I should just I should have kept the standings up so I could go down the list. But Fairbanks, you, 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 get, you get the picture. And but then you have the other the D1 schools. Your Big Ten, your Minnesota, Wisconsin, Arizona State. Arizona State. The only reason why they're not getting as much love is because they are an independent team and they their schedule is so weird. But See, from then you have – I'm trying to think about teams off the top of my head now, but I, there's not actually that many. There are more D2, D3 that are D1 teams, but that are not D1, D1 teams. Now, I, here's what I'll say, and this is what I've heard from the grapevine and talking to, like, Paul and Ryan and all these different, like, kind of executives at Davenport – when you look at like a D two school like Ferris, but they have a D one program like 
their hockey team, their the hockey team will be you know treated, if you will. They they're gonna be tre- take they're gonna be taken care of just because they bring in money. They Western, bring in, sorry, that's another D one D one school. My bad. Right. They they bring in money. They bring in all this good stuff. So they're gonna be treated well, but they won't be treated as well as a a D one D one school. So, right. so a fair state the, hockey, the, fair no, state hockey, as as of right now, from what I understand, gets quote unquote treated better, and this is completely subjective to what I've heard, is treated better than the football team, just because they are a D one team. Team. Yeah. That being said, it's they are projected and objectively better than the football team, just because they're treated the the quote unquote best on campus. Even though right now that being even though, said, even though right now the football team is getting more nationally recognized than the hockey team is. That being said, University of Michigan hockey, they could win a national championship. They will still not get treated How many as people know they will about still not get treated as good as U of M football. Why? Because it's U of M football. They literally took the U of M football helmet and threw it on all the helmets of University of Michigan. Period. Hockey, it's, lacrosse, it's, not baseball. Baseball, yes. With uh, they do now? They do? the catcher's masks. Oh, yeah. the catcher's masks. Yeah, I'm talking about the batting helmets. No. No, they don't do the batting helmets. But, no, they still just have the block helmet. But, well, the famous story is when University of Michigan, before they did the full renovation on Yoast, is about, this would be about 10, 12 years ago, they got a new locker room. And reporters, or I think some media was asking Red Baron, said, wow, where did all this money come from? And he's like, that team down the street really helped us out. Pointing the at big, the, the big, big house. house, yeah. That team helped us out down there. And it's true. I mean, let's be honest. Nobody's going to, nobody, if you, unless you're a college hockey person, nobody, when I say Brendan Morrison, what do you think of? Maybe if you're from Vancouver, a failed top draft pick. Nobody knows the 97 Hobie Baker Award winner that got the game winning goal in the 96 final. No, nobody knows that. When I say Ryan Miller, Alex, what do you think of? Uh, Vancouver Canucks. That's kind of sad. But you think Buffalo Sabres, Team USA goaltender. You don't think 2001 Hobie Baker Award winner, Michigan State goaltender. Yeah, no, Buffalo Sabres for sure. But you don't, U- but you don't, what I'm saying is you don't think of Spartans. Ryan Kessler. Ryan Kessler is Vancouver Canucks again, but Ducks. he's, he's, uh, Ducks as well. Ducks too. You don't think but, of, hey, that was a pretty good player for Ohio State. I thought he played for Michigan State. Nope. No, he played, he played, he was born in Livonia, but he played in Ohio State. That's what it was. When He's you, from Michigan. When you say when you say Jonathan Taves, job, you would never have guessed Alex that he was a North Dakota player. Was he? Oh wait, hold on. Wasn't Zach Parise North Dakota? Zach Parise. Oh no, Alex, can you help me here? Look up Zach Parise college quickly. But why I want to cover? Why I want to do more college? And I, I'll bring in. Obviously, we'll talk with NHL people. Still, obviously, we're an NHL show. I want to do more college because it's true. There is, I think College Hockey Network has their own show, but there's not enough college hockey content. You look at the players that are in the NHL now. Cole Caulfield, give her five years, he'll be legit. Kyle Connor, Alex, Michigan boy, was one of the highly, most highly touted RFAs this year. Jack Eichel, Boston University. Jack O'Callaghan, Boston University. Yeah, Jack Eichel, big time player. Go down the list. Like there are, yes, there are. Now, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of top players that played major junior, came out of Russia, came out of Sweden, 
What did you search, Jax? I'm looking up... Oh, my goodness. Zach Parise, Elite Pro. North Dakota. That's he played, right. He did play for North Dakota? Yep. I, I, he played for the U.S. Uh, National Development Program at like age 17. Else, like, like everyone else did. Um, and then he played combination of North Dakota and United States before... Um, I'm, I'm gonna, people are going to hate me when I say this. Yeah, North Dakota. Corey Schneider, Boston College. People are going to hate me when I say that because, oh my gosh, it's horrible now. I'm like, don't forget, he was a quality goaltender. What about Mike Camilleri? Michigan boy. Max Pacietti. Most, most people don't know that. Michigan boy. What about uh, Zach Hyman? Hyman. Michigan, Michigan boy. boy. Luke Glendening? Michigan, Michigan boy. Oh, that was a given. <laughs> that, that was funny. Mich- oh, Luke Glendening, of course you can't stay here for me, Scott Rapids. <laughs> Oh, people from West Michigan only get that joke. It's great. I mean, people make fun of Abdulkader for not being able to skate because he's Michigan State Spartan. Did I do that one? I, no, he. No, you said it's because he's from Muskegon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's from Mona Shores. And, oh, yeah, if you don't remember, think Justin Abdulkader, Michigan State. Now, don't get me wrong. Wings fans know it because, well, we, a lot of Wings fans, Michigan State fans, and they remember the 07 final. The, was that, I think it was a 2-1 game. Where Jeff Lurg, five foot nothing, Jeff Lurg made the save of the century. Buck, what was he? Five five foot something, buck thirty soaking wet. <laughs> buck thirty on a buck thirty when he went to McDonald's. <laughs> no, it, when, where he spent a buck thirty. But nobody remembers that. <laughs> nobody remembers like where players came from that came out of college. Curtis Joseph, Wisconsin. Nobody knows that. Actually, no, I'm, I'm regretting that now. I don't think it was See, the only, I think the I'm only... The only... I'm trying to think. And I'm saying this just because maybe it's because I know it so well. I think the only two players that played in the NHL for... University of Wisconsin. I was right. One year. Go ahead. Sorry. See, mm. Okay, I think there's only one true player that's played in the NHL for at least three seasons. I'll say three seasons, just to be fair. That is more well-known for their college career than their NHL career. There's been a, There's probably more than that. Churko. Marty Churko. Oh, that's known for both? That's, no, that's known for both, but is probably I would, more. Nah, okay. I think that's for us. Because, uh, like I said, Brendan no, no, Morrison. No, even I remember, Chicago Blackhawks. Former University of Mich- University of Michigan Wolverine playing oh, okay. in the night tonight. Well, yeah, it's because that's Pierre Chicago. Maguire. That's Pierre Maguire t- giving the news to Olchek. And of course, like I said, and Doc. I, I remember Marty Turco when he played for the K Wings, but that's because it's a local thing. I didn't even know he played for the K Wings. He was in Dallas's farm team. Alex, do the math. T- By the way, the Michigan K Wings, Alex, the Kalamazoo Wings. Well, no, they, at that time they were the Michigan K Wings in the IHL <laughs> because that was the IHL's marketing plot to maybe have a broader a broader audience. And Adrian Kempe went the goal and hit Freddie. Okay, Freddie's okay. He's up. Never mind. No panic. By the way, he's watching the game I, tur- I got the game now on. I'm sorry. But anyways, no, I, there's so much talent that comes out of college hockey that nobody notices. Now, yes, there are the players that obviously come out. Well, even, even if they do notice, it's not, they don't, Okay. When I they say noti- they right. notice the player. They don't notice the fact that he's from college. When I say Jacob Truba. Uh, isn't he from Michigan? Yep. Yeah. I knew no, that no. one just because from Michigan. Uh, Her- oh, Hiroshi. Uh, the guy who plays for the Wings now. He's fourth liner, young little kid. No clue. 
Jap- I think he's Asian descent somewhere, but he played for Michigan State last year. I, I wanted to say to Her- I kept forgetting his name, but he was Harrison's pick to be Hobie Baker Ward just because of how good he was. He knew he wasn't going to be the guy because you had Kale McCarr, Adam Fox. Not it wasn't a fair. Adam Fox, ladies and gentlemen, where'd he come from? Harvard. Pe- people have already forgotten the fact. Kings just scored, by the way. People have already forgotten the fact that Kale McCarr was playing for a national championship before joining Colorado. People have already forgotten about that. People forgot that he was a guy that came in late because he played college. Now, people, now people in Colorado he was going like for the ship. He was going for the ship, and then he was going for the other ship, and then he got screwed over on an offsides call. Yep. But well, my my problem is this, Alex. It's just, I. Okay, I'd say it's a problem, but it's overlooked. That's what I, that's what I'm going to go with. It's been he's overlooked. Fair. And so college hockey is overlooked. The players are not overlooked per se. That's what, and that's the college worst, hockey is. That's the worst part about me broadcast. No, yes, I'm not going to not going to because you gonna, you can look at junior players all day, and you'll you'll have your superstars. Your superstar junior players, they'll always get picked high. Your superstar college players, yeah, Alexi, will Lafren- Alexi Lafreniere, will landslide unless he gets hurt and ends the season. Knock on wood, is going to be the number one pick. Quebec major junior league tearing up with Ramuski. He's probably going to get traded by the deadline. As I'm saying, if you're great, it doesn't matter if you're great in junior or if you're great in college or whatever. People are going to see you because you're great. Nobody remembers the fourth liner for Ramuski in like 2013. Nobody remembers who played with Sidney Crosby. Exactly. Name me a player that played with Sidney Crosby. I have Except no idea. Except for you, Pierre Maguire. Shush. I have no idea. You want to know why? Because Sidney Crosby was taking up too much attention. Exactly. Can, I mean, who, can you tell me who played uh, with uh, Taylor Hall for Windsor? Okay, yes. That was Zach Cassian. Troy Passingham was one of the goaltenders. And you want to know why you know this? Because you used to play video games all the time that had... No, I remember that fighters. team because they went back-to-back. I remember that team because they went back-to-back. They were there both years. There was... Oh, my goodness. Okay, here, who was the backup goaltender when uh, Max Domi played for the London Knights? I couldn't even tell you who the starting goaltender was. For the, was it wasn't... It wasn't... Oh, my gosh, where the starting goaltender is now. I couldn't even tell you that. It was, no, yeah. it was no, it was. I couldn't tell you because Tyler Parsons was the starter. I couldn't tell you who the backup was no, because Tyler Parsons was their guy. See exactly because Tyler no, Parsons but, was legit. Right. So you there? Yes, there is a a pool of talent in college hockey. However, it comes down to the NHL only has certain number of spots, and, and the top ones are going to go to the top players. Doesn't matter if it's college, junior, and that's why that's you know why a player like Jake Evans, European or. Eurasian players. That's why a player like Jake Evans, who dominated the Big Ten Conference, ran through it. Now, yes, like Harrison said, the Big Ten's not a physical league, so he was able to play that kind of game. He's not the hugest player, but he put up a big number of points for the Irish. There's a reason why he's still battling out in Laval down in the AHL right now. Because, A, there's not a whole lot of center spots. He's, still, he's a center on, in a, with an organization that has right now you know, your Max Domi's, your Philip Deneau's, Nate Thompson, still a veteran player, and Nick Suzuki. Uh, hey, Alex, he's pretty good, eh? Something like that. And so that's why Jake Evans still in Laval. That's where you do the math, you know, 32 times 23. A few players. It's quite a few. That's, no, hold on, now i got to do the math in my head. That's, uh, you're, you're wrong, by the way. 32 times 23? 
There's 23 spots on a roster. Multiply by 32. There will be 32. I'm yeah. Saying, I'm, I'm saying a couple years, so there'll be 32. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm waiting for your guess. 640 times. Hold on, 640. Uh, 30, so 30 times 20, 640. Mm -hmm. And. Don't give it to, forget to carry the two. 406. Buddy, you're. Th you're no, I'm like, you're hold on, wait, 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 wait. Stop, 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 stop. Stop. Stop, collaborate, and listen. 706. No, wait. Stop. 32 times 20. <laughs> you got the six part. I'm, I'm proud of you. 32 times 20 equals 640. Add. Oh my gosh, now you're killing me now. It's 736 spots with 32 teams. Where am I wrong? 32 times 20. Because you're trying to think. You're trying to think of it as 640, and then you're trying to add in the extra. 136 or the hunt or the the 96 90 oh my god that's right i got it that was three yep i knew it yep 96 not <sighs> see this is why i honestly want to go back to school just so i can do math again because i was a whiz i i do broadcast now i try to do numbers in my head i can't just go online take online courses i that are free they have that i don't have time i you sound like that I'm sorry. Actually, no. Ampat. If you got a problem, Aunt solve it. Ampat. Check out my hook when my DJ revolves it. Ice, ice, babe. You said, you said, if you got a problem, solve it. Check out my hook when my DJ revolves it. Ice. Really? You're going to try to quote the lyrics from Ice, Ice, Baby and expect not me to follow I'm not up. quoting any lyrics. That's just what I said, dog. You getting ri 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 real with me, dog? That's not that. Nope. That probably is actually an Ice Real with me, dog? That's probably a Vanilla Ice song, but nobody else knows any other songs by Vanilla Ice other than that one. Even though he brutally ripped off Under Pressure. What about Crackhead Baby? Nope. Yeah, see. Nope. Not even. <laughs> we should probably get back into hockey. Oh, yeah. How did we get here? No, you meant, you know what? Okay. We're going to start off right. We're going to start off right and in the worst way possible. Milan Lucic Oh, speaking of, hold on. Stop, stop, stop. What? Here's a segue, Alex. Here's how you got to do it. What? We're talking college hockey. Oh, for Pete's sake. With Harrison Watt. Oh, God. His Stanley Cup favorite, Alex, is the Calgary Flames. Yes, I know. Ty. However, yeah, the just... Calgary Flames are in trouble right now, Alex. Because they don't have James Neal. Because Milan Lucic, the guy that traded James Neal for, is out for two games for punching a guy in the face. And he should be out for five. See, okay. You want to know why, Ty? History. Because that is the... Even this year, it is not the first time that he has straight up sucker punched a dude. Nikita Zadorov, yep. This, again, this, I'm talking again, this, not, not even just in his history of his entire career. I'm talking this season. He has sucker punched two people. The first one, he should have got two games and a fine. Then again, okay, this there was one taken, there should was, have been five. And you know it what is else? a five-game suspension because what happened to poor little Billy? Got messed up. Got straight done. You're talking about... You're, you're talking about... Sherwood. Sherwood. Okay, cool. You said little Billy. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, no, I'm talking okay. about... I'm talking about, I am Billy. Billy, no! Little Billy got smacked. 
He was used and abused. Sweet uh, dreams uh, were not made of this. That was a uh, WWE Slam City joke. If you don't get it, uh, get the WWE Network now for 9 a.m. month. <laughs> no. Your, your first month free. <laughs> that way people can have nightmares watching The Fiend. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's wrong with... Okay, it's a good game. I'm not going to get... This is not a wrestling show. However, there's a wrestling show that follows us. Uh, Win Calm Sports Network. They are they're Win Sport Win Sports Network. They're uh, Win Win Calm Sports. They are a they're wrestling big wrestling guys. Big like wrestling like wrestling or like like wrestling 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 like WCW. No, a- no, no, that's AEW, Alex. It's AEW now. AEW is WCW. Part two. Part two. AEW. AEW. Yeah. Oh, AEW. Yeah. All elite rash. You said A W. I thought you said just A W. A E W. A E W. No better way to sound southern. Um, but no. Okay. What are, What is your opinion on Mr. Lucic? A getting sucker punching a dude, and B getting the suspension. Do you think it's too much, too little? So let's go back to the Zadorov incident. Let's do a flashback here. Let's gunny sack this a little bit here, Alex. Okay. The. The Zadorov incident was George Perro saying, well, you got to stand up for your boys. That's why nothing happened with that. All right? Okay. This one was Sherwood came in, gave a stick. Was it Riddick or was it, was it Talbot? I think it was Talbot. Anyways. Calgary. Actually, no. Riddick. Probably Riddick because Talbot hasn't played for school. It was Riddick. Nobody wants to play Talbot anymore. Continue. He went in there and dug at him. And it was... It wasn't a. It wasn't malicious. Alex, I of course, and again, this is me. I'm gonna not gonna sound like a hypocrite when I say this. I did a lot of things. People that simply breathed on me <laughs> when I came near the net. So I can't say too much on this. But he went in there, gave a poke, gave a poke to the goaltender. Back in the days, that would be automatic gloves off. Away you go. Lucic didn't take the gloves off. Just punched him. So why is it only two games? You ask. It's. It's the fact of the matter is that Lucic did punch him. If Lucic just knocked him down, two-minute minor, go to the box for a minute. Yeah, cross-check, cross something like that. Slash, whatever. Obviously not cross-check in the face, but like a cross-check or a slash or even just like like if you drop the gloves and then just like... Hit him to the glass, throw him on the net. But yes, he sucker-punched him in the face. That's what happened. And this is why it's... It's such a borderline because I, from a player's perspective, as a goaltender, you see your guy sticking up for you. Yes. Did he go? Did he cross the line? Yes. Now I I don't think there's I th- this could be strictly me being oblivious. I don't think there's any more rep any more any, anything else happening to Sherwood. I don't or anything. No repercussions from his injury, as far as I know. Am I wrong on this, Alex? I, I'm not sure. I didn't see anything about it. So. That's where I say, you see the fact that he's not permanently injured. You see the fact that, yes, Lucic has done this already this season. That's why you have to punish him in some form. You got to show to Lucic that if you drop the gloves and grab him, okay. That's one thing. But you straight up sucker punch him, yes. That's why I'm saying, Alex. But no, no that's why I'm you say- sucker punch him, but no, that's why that's, I'm, that's, this is the second time this year. That's why I'm saying that's why I suspended him this time. Because they of the fact suspended him last time. They fined him last time? I don't know. I don't think he got anything for that. But it's the point the fact that it is not befuddling, no, that he only got two games, but 
There are a lot of people that are both ends of the spectrum, Alex. It's on, shocking. There are people on your side that should say more than two. There's a lot of people out there saying he's the you know, protecting his goaltender, defending his team. Should only should be nothing. And like I said, Hedalucci just knocked him down, not with a punch, with a check. Two minutes. Lucic sucker punched him. Yeah. It gets two. It gets something. Should it be more than two? Yes. But, Alex, you're going... And once again, this is a recency bias. I know that's probably an improper phrase, but recency bias. The fact that they did not suspend him the first time only gets him two. They suspend him two the first time. Yes, you get your wish. He gets five, possibly more. And you know what? It's, it's Lucic trying to... Bring back his dominance. Trying to show his dominance of what he used to have. Because don't forget. Yeah, at the expense of other players. I And you know what? You you bring up the idea of, you know, you're standing up for your teammate. Great. And then, and then there's the line there. Just like how there's a line when you're checking someone into the boards. If you hit someone clean on and everything's fine, that's a clean check. But, but if he's turned... And his back is to you, and you check him into the boards. That's ten games. That's that's a game, two games, three, four, five. Doesn't matter. Well, remember Zadorov didn't get anything for that hit on Jarnik. He should have. No, because Jarnik turned. That's why they didn't give him anything for it, and that's why they didn't give Luch anything for it for standing up for him. Because no matter what, and I said it after that hit. Anytime there's a big hit or a questionable hit, someone is coming over to say hello. Unless you play for the Toronto Maple Leafs, that's not here nor there. Even if, even, well, okay, even if someone comes to say hello, there is a line. He has crossed it crossed this it season, twice. twice this season, and numerous times for years previous. This, nobody, guy, and it's a, it's, this guy is a nuisance when it comes to this kind of stuff. He acts like a big old bully, and you know what? This only hurts the game. There are in there are people that are enforcers that will go after people who, rightfully so, deserve to you know fight with them, not just straight get pummeled. And then there are bullies, because who did Milan Lucic go after? Cole Sherwood. Sherwood, yeah. How big is Cole Sherwood? Not very big. Uh. He's he's an average sized guy. But when you're comparing him to Milan Lucic, who is a thick old boy, there is no comparison. Milan Lucic will win every time. And if you look at all the guys that Milan Lucic goes after, they're smaller than him. It's not like he's going after a freaking Sedano Chara and punching. Obviously, there's a history there. But even if if they didn't play for Boston together, it's not like he like Chara accidentally like poked in one too many times, or he laid a hit, and then Lucic is just straight up sucker punching Zidane Chara. No, he's going after smaller guys. He went after the guy that he He's not an first. enforcer. Nikita he's Zidorov. an a Nikita Zadorov is not a small guy. Now, yes, I know I'm not talking about this this certain incident, Alex, but I'm saying That's one incident, but look at previous. Yes, because look at all the players that are around him. He's one of the taller players. What's he supposed to do? Not go after somebody because a guy is smaller than him? Now, I get it, yes. I, I, I'm putting this out there before I make further point here so nobody thinks I'm defending Milan Lucic. He sucker-punched a guy. I agree. Something needed to happen this time. I get it, okay? All right? Good. Moving on to this. He's six foot three. 
guys do a lot. Brad Marchand is five foot whatever. I know. Let's once again. I know Boston guy won't do anything because they're pals, they're buddy buddies. They used to do things to each other. Anyways, I don't agree with the fact that you should have to hold back because someone did something. Imagine if Taylor Hall came across the middle and gave a high hit to Johnny Gaudreau. What's he? What's Milan Lucic going to do? Taylor Hall is not six foot three. He's not two hundred thirty pounds. Just because he's smaller, he's not going to go after him. Okay, if he Kyle Connor comes across the middle and slashes the guy between the legs, Lucic's not going to care the fact that. But, yeah. So you're comparing someone accidentally, you know, poking their stick in on their go- a goalie a, a little bit, like half a second too late. Com- and you're comparing yeah, like that said, to a big check across the middle? I, that's what, a joke, Ty. What I'm saying that is, is that no, you, can't, com- you can't compare those saying, two Luke, things. No, what you're saying, Alex, You can't compare those two things. That's like saying, okay, okay. Like so, I said, Lucic took it over the line with the sucker punch. What I'm trying to say is... I'm but he takes to, it over the line too many times. But I'm answering your po- point, Alex, of the him going after smaller players. There's a lot of players... It's because it's a trend with him. Because half the league is smaller than him, Alex. The league is not 90s hockey where everyone's 6'3". I'm not talking about he's going after, you know, every single guy and just because they're, you know, all the guys are smaller. But you're, but saying, no. he's, but you're saying he's a bully because he goes after the smaller players. It's I'm not, not talking a- about, like, people that are just s- slightly shorter than him. I'm talking about the smaller players. I'm talking about people that are known to be small. If Johnny Hockey was not playing, if Johnny Hockey, what did he do his entire time in Boston? Whenever they played against Montreal, what guy did he go after? Camilleri went after. Camilleri is known for being small. Who else? Patches, Pacanics. Take your pick. Pacioretty, very well known for being small. Who's one of the guys that he likes to go after when he's playing? Brandon Gallagher's another one. Of course, Brandon Gall- Gallagher. Gallagher could beat the crap out of Lucic. Ten ways to Sunday, though. That's that's not here or there. He's a bulldog. Who's who's another guy who's so small and hey is in the Western Conference that Lucic likes to pick on? March or so. A guy who is known for being small. Lucic can't catch him. <laughs> Lucic can't. Ah, but when he does, though. Oh yes. When yes, when the big guy actually catches a small guy, it's a big hit or whatever. Yeah. No, they, not even a big hit. After plays, he's a bully. He's one of those guys you just. But that's okay. That's his job. That that was, his that, job is to sucker punch people and go after the small kid. His job. Oh, you're small and fast. I'm gonna go. I'm getting mad because you're fast and better than me. His job is to be the closest thing to the modern day enforcer. He's supposed. That's not an enforcer. That's not what enforcers That's do. That's why I'm saying I never. I'm not saying I'm past the sucker punch. I'm saying the reason why Lucic is reason why he's still around in this league is because Calgary's realized that because Edmonton tried to use him as a player on the first line. That's that was a mistake. That was McClellan. That's McClellan being a dummy. That's the reason why he got fired. Okay, that's not the one reason why he got fired. But Calgary's realized that Lucic is not a player. He is. That's why I said he's the closest thing to an enforcer these days. Now, yes, was a sucker punch over the line. Absolutely. But Lucic was just doing his job, but did it, took it too far. As and he Lucic, usually does. Right. But, like I said, you, you're trying, Alex, you're, you're on my side of the NHL player safety for once. How does it feel to realize that the player safety is a joke? 
Does I'm it, not even. I'm not sick. Does it suck? Did you hate it? You feel sick? Yes. Oh, you're trying to prove a point now that's not even relevant to the equation. The player safety is a joke. Player safety. If, okay. I will say that when it comes to players like Milan Lucic or Brad Marchand or Tom Wilson or players that are well known for and have history and have history, yes, they drop the ball. 100% because with some of these players' histories, there's there's situations where I'd give them a 20-game ban on in certain especially with Tom Wilson. He went up and yeah, when he need Jake Muzzin. Yeah. The, what, what are, you, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And like I said, but I've then, said but, this before. But the hold play- on, hold on, hold on. But they do very well when it comes to situations where it's not too much of a history, or there's, uh, or if it's you know a player that you know okay maybe they've got suspended once before and they do this one thing. Kadri, for example, they did a great job there. Fantastic. He's well, got a history of it, literally in the playoffs, and deserved, 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 the the deservedly the so, got suspended. The rest of the series. Now, yes, everyone had the issue with, with the issues of being a 3-5 to five because of how long the series could have gone. I'm Here's not the problem. Player safety isn't all the way bad. But there, there are, are very, very select individuals. You're saying, do they do a great job with players that don't have history? Is what you're trying to say. Because the player safety right now is scared to death. That they are this, they are ever so. Alex, they're one high hit away from Tom Wilson from a forty games from a half season suspension. Forty they games? Are, no. Th- if he if no. he hits one more time, no. Okay, don't take it too far. I know you're about to say don't do it. Don't go. Don't go that far. Alex, you're about to you're about to take a Lucic sucker punch here. Don't do it. Don't I'm do just it. saying, Alex. We're with two, the we are two hits away from a full season you're, suspension. You you we are this close from a full season suspension. That's what I'm saying. We are yes. I truly believe that Tom Wilson has, he should have at this point already received a half season suspension. But if, if I was being completely just saying, hey, you have been suspended this many times for this many things, and the fact that the last time you did something wasn't a full season, I would have get, if, I would give him a full season suspension. It's, he, it's that ex- does not deserve to be in hockey. There are certain situations you could say, oh, he's just laying a big hit. You know, we're not in that time anymore. We are in a time of it, skilled Even in the play. 80s, even in the 80s, a sucker punch was still frowned upon. An elbow, yes, an elbow was not frowned upon. But sucker punching a guy, there was... I'm there talking was, head shots. I'm talking... But I'm saying, like, that's what we, I'm saying. If we I'm bring just, it back to the Lucic thing, it was frowned upon back then. It's a. It should be a suspendable offense every time. Every time. I don't care if if you stick it up for his teammate. No, no, no. Jeez, no. didn't Dino Cicerelli sucker punch Bob Probert one time? Dino Cicerelli went after a lot of people. Don, Don Gilmore went after a lot of people. Dino Cicerelli slashed. Who was it? Oh, who was from the Leafs? And he twice in the head and he got put a. What happened got, to Todd Bertuzzi when he sucker punched a dude? So that was an interesting scenario. I think. What happened to Todd Bertuzzi? Alex, you have to look it up. Because I'm going to look that up just to make sure that I'm not about to say something that I th- I is think not it true. Was the, the initial, I think it was 25 games. That was the suspension. It was 25 games because the reason why it was that, it ended up being that because the, he did that in March. It was late in the season, the 2003-2004 season. 
that the that Bertuzzi soccer punched Steve Moore. I believe it was, was it, no, was it 40 games? I think it was 40 games. Straight up, soccer punches Steve Moore in the back of the head. Lands straight on him. Chaos ensues. Okay? Guy literally gets taken to court for an assault. For assault. This isn't just hockey. This isn't just hockey court where we're just like, hee hee, oh, oh, we did a bad. Oops, you're, you're out for game, game or two. Here's a fine. No. I'm talking a civil lawsuit for assault. That being said, the sucker punches, especially because we talk about headshots and all this stuff. Where's the sucker punch? Where is it? Where is it inflicted on? The head. If you are going to take this seriously, sucker punches every instant needs to be a suspension, needs to be a fine. You I agree 100%. He took it too far. He shouldn't have done it. Either time, the Sidorov time or with this instance against Cole Sherwood should not have sucker punched a guy. I understand with the Sidorov situation that or the incident that he was defending his teammate, which I I am all for defending a teammate, but to the same token, sucker punching is not the answer. You can cross check a guy. You can slash a guy. You can drop the gloves and if he doesn't reciprocate, then you just toss him around for a bit and then you'll probably get a pretty good, you know, penalty or maybe even a fine if it's hard and harsh enough. But a sucker punch is not it should not be in the game. Period. Right. And that's why I like I said, that's why fighting for the longest time has been with two guys participating. Not just one. That's why when people when there's it's just two to tango. You need a partner for the dance. Yeah, and I get it. If it's one guy just wailing on somebody, uh, that's a suspension automatically. It it, it's it's, a, like it's said, a big suspension like said, automatically. Though, the player and they should treat sucker punches the same way, not that, some stupid two-game suspension. That's why, like I said, George Peros, I lo- he's a smart guy. Oh, he's a genius. He's a really, really good Ivy guy. Leaguer. Went to uh, Prov Princeton. Princeton. He, sh- he should know better. He should know better. This is ridiculous. He should know better. The entire department should know better. And I, I all I you you talked about it earlier. I usually go on the side of defending pr- defending whatever. player safety. But the player safety, Alex, is a joke. They, that's, that's why. That's no, why. That's you why you cannot say that they're a joke. That is a complete. No, they're a joke on how they handle the big problems. They can handle, yeah, they can handle, oh, he slashed this guy that's never done anything. Slash this guy. Oh, this guy that's never done anything. Needs some. They are very good at incident by incident. No, well, then how, Alex? You cannot say that. No, no, they're they're very good on incident by incident. But when, like you said, when it comes to the big topics, they do falter. They do have flaws. Headshots, headshots is one of them, and I think nowadays, especially history, history is another one. But nowadays, especially with you're seeing a lot more skilled players coming out of the college system, where they're not allowed to fight, 
what in those cases do I, they? Alex, I don't think. And here's no, no offense. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna. Well, I'm talking. There's a. There's more of a but, culture nowadays of people just punching other people in the face with because, a glove on. Because here's the thing, Alex. Here's I'm. I'm gonna. And goalies do it all the time. I, I'm not gonna say no to that because. Duh. I'm not. I'm not gonna have you. I'm not gonna let you single out college hockey because don't forget the OHL and the USHL are both. They both have the rule of the fight in the last five minutes to get suspended. I think same way in the minor leagues too, and ten ga- ten fight max in the season. Yeah, but that's the last five minutes of a game. No, 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 ten fights. To- you cannot fight no, no, more no, no. than ten times. No, in the I'm talking about the if you fight in the last five minutes, you get suspended. Right, but I'm saying like that's that. The last five minutes. But that's why I'm saying they're they're kind of the junior rank CHL is trying to do their best to kind of not only say eliminate fighting, but Pro, regulate it. Regulate it from happening. That's why it's not just college players. It's junior players. Players coming out of junior. Players coming out of anywhere. They're trying to be, have, become more. But college doesn't allow fighting. Period. That's what I'm saying. But I'm not going to let you single out college hockey because junior hockey is trying to do it as well. They're trying to limit it. So that's why you see players nowadays not prone to fighting, not knowing how to fight because well, they're it's not in the game anymore. There were guys that like fought in junior. They fought. in I mean, not fought in college, but they went straight from junior. They went to the minors. They fought. They fought all the way up to the top. They really fought their way to the NHL. And it's made a different game. Yes, there is probably more skill across the board than there ever has been. There's more speed across the board than there ever has been. But can we legitimately say that the game has gotten... I, I hate to say the word a lot more dangerous because my goodness, he used to try to... I'm just saying this. Th- Lucic doesn't have a visor for a reason. It shows his age. Right. This, this kind of action we, is not coming of his age and his veteranship. Do we... I, can you honestly... It's, it's hard to sit in the middle and say, well, well, you know, if we get rid of fighting, you know, the game will be safer. Well, okay. But then you're going to have people... You know, if there's a big hit thrown... The guy's not gonna go up to him and answer for a fight. Now, yes, sucker punching aside, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do a Lucic thing. I'm, I'm going through. I'm trying to go past Lucic here. I want to acknowledge the fact that if the game does not can keep fighting in, and if they try to ignore it, I don't know if it'll make it safer because you have one guy throw a hit from behind, and if you can't fight him. The next hit, and this is going to be a whole. No, you can fight him. That that that. that. What I'm trying to say is, if you don't teach the kid, I'm not. I'm okay. I'm not. You don't have to. No, 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 no. You don't have to teach a kid to fight. I'm not teaching. I'm not teaching. Teaches the wrong word, Alex. Teaches a very wrong word for this. I apologize for saying that. What I'm saying is, if you don't educate them, if that's a proper word, is that a better word? Like, let them know, like they're like acknowledge the fact that it exists, because. Instead of having a kid, and the, like I said, this historical reference, the unfortunate incident that ended Ace Bailey's career. King Clancy knocks down Eddie Shore. Eddie Shore, instead of fighting King Clancy, was going to go after him. He was going to go after him, but then he decided to hit the first leaf he saw. Ace Bailey. Hit him from behind, head at the ice. Career over with. That's what I'm afraid of happening now. Somebody hits, say fighting. Well, they go. do that anyways. When it comes to chippy games, oh, one once incident, somebody gets hit. Okay, well then someone's we have gonna to get him. We have to get him back with a hit. Yeah, that that already happens. That's, I know, it's but it's been it, around for ages and ages and ages. 
Eddie but, Short but, all the way to today. But I'm saying is... Who's playing tonight? It could happen. Tonight. And, but that's why I'm trying to say, I'm like... If, what I'm saying... If you try to avoid to, it, you're going to see more When it comes it. to sucker punches and stuff like this, when retaliation is a factor... And, and By the way, Alex Kerfoot just got a, got a headshot in that last period and uh, nobody answered the bell for the Leafs. Another incident for the Leafs. Did it last week. Not going to do it again. Continue, Alex. Sorry. When you look at sucker punches and even even checks from behind, stuff like that, let me bring in a little bit of research. One big thing... When it comes to concussions, if the person that is being inflicted the the damage of you or the hit, they have better neck strength, or if they are you know braced for a hit, your neck is engaged. Therefore, your head is going to jostle less from left and right, and you're not going to have a whiplash effect. So, if you have a player who's getting sucker punched in the back of the head or in the face or whatever, and they're not ex- or they're not expecting to get hit in the head. They're going to have that whiplash effect, which is going to have more damage on them compared to someone who is going to fight someone head on, and they can clinch, and they can, you know, kind of try to dodge a hit, and if they get hit in the head, they're not going to have their head snap back like a sucker punch would. That's what I'm talking about. A sucker punch is no different than getting hit, you know, not extremely hard from behind into the boards, but pretty bad. It's, okay. a, it's an awkward feeling because it's an of, awkward feeling, and you're not expecting it, and the whiplash effect is there. If you fall backwards, at least you can fall on your back because you know it's coming. When your back's turned, you don't see that coming. Your exactly. Face That's the same reason why, if someone see in hockey, if someone sees someone coming to lay a hit on them, they might go a little bit closer to the boards because it's safe. It, it's you get, safer. You get, the, you get the you get the rebound effect. The it's safer. The boards the, takes part of the pressure. For Isaac you. Newton's. Third. That's why the boards shake. Isaac Newton's that's why when, that's why when you see you you hear sometimes you know NHL players or players that have played in North America their entire life if they play in like the Olympics or an international tournament and they go on to European ice or Olympic ice surfaces the boards are harder so if they get checked in the boards they're expecting it to be softer boom ow my hip hurts because seamless seamless glass exactly and that's why North American boards it it helps right protect the player. So Isaac let, and Alex, let me every re- every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Bingo. So let me I help the physics. player. If you're gonna punch him, make sure that he's he knows he's gonna get punched, and he's like, okay. Otherwise, slash him, cross check, do something, throw him to the ground without throwing him straight on his head. Do whatever you gotta do without straight up punching him in the head or inflicting damage straight to the head. I don't care if you slash his ankle off. Right. Just don't hit him in the head. Yeah, I'll slash the ankle. I have a Phil Kessel incident all over. Listen, again. people can live without legs. You can't live without a head. Period. Right. It's if. Uh, is this a good time to? Well, we should mention what happened on Saturday night with Scotty Sabrin, the Ottawa Senators player that collided with that the was a freak accident. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No, sorry. These were not. These two topics are not con- connected. I just feel like we should mention it. Because okay. obviously we are. I'm just making sure no, that you're no, 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 no. You're no, not saying no, no. that this boy deserves to get suspended on a freak. No, no. no. He already he suspended himself. David Beck, because David Backus was. I, I think he, I think he got pulled for concussion protocol. David Backus. Yeah, because it was a head on. There was it was a literally a head on collision. It was just it's the weirdest. This is my understanding of it. David Backus is involved in the situation. 
He felt so He was awful. falling on the freaking bench. I don't care if we call it. It was. Con- it w- you can call it concussion protocol, or, and you know if it was. He was that, not. He by was all not, means. He was not emotionally fit to play no. the rest of the game. If I was he in could that, not have played the rest. He of the game. left. He could not play that game. If the the guy was bawling on the bench, he did not want that player to get stretched off the ice. And it, thankfully, you know, thankfully, social media has given us the opportunity for him to take a picture of himself with a thumbs up and a nice little. Good old stitches on his face and all that. Concussion and a fractured nose. That's it's literally the best case scenario for what that was. Yeah, best case, a concussion and a broken nose. Because it's just Backus it's, it's, was. Oh my! And it's funny. Dave, no, sorry, not funny. But it's David Backus. That's his. Game. He's a tough player, physical player. To never see, means to hurt you. Never. He does. He he knows what his job. He, he will does. hit you. And he will, you know, make your play, life hell. He'll play whistle, physical. Whistle. He'll play physical all game long. And that's one of the pl- that's one of the reasons why I think he's one of those great breed players. He just he will grind you down. He will never intentionally hurt you. It was just it's, it's a freak accident. And it uh, and the, I had, the, and I, the I soccer had, tackle. You you saw that one this weekend. The the guy the one uh, the tackle that ended up breaking the one guy's leg. I did not see that. The I forget the player's name. You'd have to, I couldn't think off the top of my head, but he was but, he was in tears. He got sent off for a red card just because of what happened because the player was so far injured. That's why he got a red card. Well, right. But the the opposing team, the team that the guy that got tackled, the one that broke his leg, he they consoled him because they understand it was a freak accident. It's just I remember. So of course I was watching the Leafs because my goodness, I had ex- I had explained this this hit situation. Obviously, I'm talking well, about the hockey one to to Katie because she refused to watch it because I was like. There was a, a bit of blood. It, it was it's just the. It's, it was a freak accident. You don't want to watch this. It's, you, she likes watching hit compilations. And she likes watching this was like not a hit. hockey. This was not a hit. This was just purely brute contact. And the way and he was knocked out before he went down. You saw, that's the reason why he went down because well he he couldn't control himself because he was already knocked out before. He was knocked out when he got when he made contact with David Backus. It's good to see he's okay. And the, of course, the way Boston and I listen. There's no there's there's probably okay. There's, we're not the only show that gives flack to Boston. Everyone gives black flack to Boston. You want to watch Boston? Boston, but the players did it right. They came out there and made sure he was okay. They, like I said, every, everyone the, the crowd in Boston gave the standing ovation. I would like to. I, I didn't listen to the any the Nesson feed. But I'm sure Jack Edwards did it properly. Unlike the Roman Pollock incident earlier in the season, I'm not going to go into that. But it was. It's it's just it's uh, one thing if a player gets checked into the boards or something like that, or situation happens and they get hit in the head and they they skate off the ice or they're helped off the ice. It is another thing entirely. A freak accident. No, because here, great example. When I want to say I was probably 12, 12 or 13. So I'm 15, 16, yeah. Uh, we were at a Griffins game. Okay. And while we were at the, out in the, on the concourse, one of our Griffins players, he went hard into the backboards. And, like, you heard it in the entire range. <clears throat> and I was like, I heard it. I was like, what happened? So I went to the, the nearest, like, way in, and I saw a player down. I was like, oh, snap. And I was like, I was thinking, oh, he's a hurt player. So they'll they'll pick him up and you know take him off the ice. 
And if that happened, my knight would have just gone on. Okay, he, he was able to get up. Great. But they pulled out the stretcher. My knight was ruined just because I saw a player get stretchered off the ice. That is a whole thing by itself. Like, even psychologically as a fan, you can see someone get hit hard, but if they're able to, like, even with the help of somebody else, skate off the ice, you're like, okay, he's, it, it'll be all right, he'll be fine. But if somebody gets stretchered off of the ice or a field in football, something like that, it is hard to yeah. get past that. That is that's something that you remember it, for like the it, next it's week so hard, and a half. It's so hard to play after that because you're it emotionally sucks, drained. It, sucks, after, it yeah. sucks everything. It sucks the entire you're, energy you, out of the entire arena. Psychologically, emotionally drained, it just takes everything out of you. It's literally like if you're having a great day and you hear bad news, you just it just changes everything. You may have a great time in the game. Game's going great. It just it's just a I. Because here's the thing, I have, I have been at the forefront of something like that happening. We were playing Northern Michigan first couple, uh, first game back from winter break, 2015. We're up in Marquette, and I remember the play vividly. Vividly, by the way. No, vividly because because of how it scarred you. So, kids coming on the right wing side. I don't. So the kid's number was number nine. I don't remember. I don't know his name. He's coming down the wing, took a shot that went wide. Kyle McConnell was on the back check, knocked him down. And I turn to follow the puck, of course. And I hear, as I'm turning, thud. He went neck first into the boards, shoulder, shoulder and head into the boards. I hear thud. I, puck, I see the puck breaking out because it was a two-on-one, missed the net, and it quickly rushed back the other way. I turn back around. He's down. I leave my net because it's it. There was a thud that I have never. I've heard big thuds, and there's microphones on the glass in NHL rinks, pro rinks, most pro well, AHL rinks, at least, at least in Vanderbilt they do. So you hear the hits bigger. I have never heard one that potent before. Purely, not with any microphone enhancement, no sound effects, nothing. That was a pure slam into the boards. So I see the play going out because you think, because I've heard big hits before and the guys get back up. But I had to make sure. So as soon as I saw the puck was out of danger, I turned, kid's still down. The play goes back down the other way. We get a shot on, a couple guys going to the net and bump the goaltender. No fisticuffs, but a lot of pushing and shoving. I remember slamming my stick as the play was going on because play's going on, people think I'm slamming you're, my you're, you're trying to get like Attention. attention. Donnie's son, before the shot's even taken, our captain jumps off the bench, skates over the Northern Michigan bench. While the play is going on, by the way, because now a fight's starting as he's coming over to the bench. Everyone's thinking Donnie's son, despite being five foot six, is going into this fight from the bench. Right. He jumps on the ice to say, hey, your player's down in the corner. I'm trying to make sure he's okay. He was conscious, thank God bless it. But the way he went in was, and he had to get taken off an ambulance and literally... We literally sat there. I think there were three or four guys all standing around because the Zamboni door, unfortunately, was at my end. So I had to watch the ambulance pull in. I had to watch them stretch them off really right in front of me. And thank gosh that was not a close game. Thank goodness we were beating Northern Michigan by, like, I think, seven at that point. It's such a disheartening feeling because I literally looked at 
it was second. It was the maybe it was early in the third period. You still had a, an entire third period to play, though. Yeah, and like I said, thank goodness the game meant nothing at this point because it was one side. We were already up. If it had been like a three-two game, uh, I don't know how it felt. And because n- now you're now you're just sitting there and you're just going through the motions. So you're just like just end this game, please. And I remember we. And don't and even though this was like a late night game and nobody's in the building, Northern Michigan was about to do their crowd salute. There was about maybe three hundred people there. Zach Boziak, Zach Bozer, came because they do it in a circle, right? Like how most like teams like formulated, they can get it like uniform, so they yeah. all do the stick tap, whatever. Because now many just go around and wave their sticks like pro teams do. They were in the circle, and Bozer got us all together, and we all took a kneel and did a prayer because. We didn't know. Nobody knew what was going on. And I guess one for your experience, Alex, you remember the Minnesota game you and I did, the lacrosse game a couple years ago. Oh, dude got straight knocked out. Where literally it was the – and it was that one was worse because, Alex, remember, on that play, the Minnesota guy gets knocked down. He was cross-checked, high cross-check. I get it. But Davenport went down and scored – and we had a 37, you remember? You used to remember the time. It was 37 minutes and 42 seconds. That goal that Davenport scored tied From the, the point that they scored the goal and time stopped till we played again, when we started play, it was 37 minutes and 42 seconds. I remember vividly because... No, because that, sorry. Oh, go ahead, Charlie. I remember, I, and the reason why I can pick the time up because right when they scored the goal, my phone went off and it clicked to the next minute. So I had a timer going and I added one minute. It was my 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 timer sit thirty six minutes and forty two seconds. Added on one minute from that. And the wor- the worst part, Alex, was the fact that the goal Danport scored put them ahead. It put them ahead. And by one, and Minnesota, and we there were still two minutes left, and I literally and you and I were looking at each other, thinking we have to play. Well, you have had to it play. Been a, had it been a ten goal game with two minutes left, we would have called it. I think the but we wor- had to play. The worst part about it was probably we. The, it, I, it, I, it almost it felt- took it took a while. The fact that we didn't have an ambulance on site was. Just, it's, it's still. It, you, I, I don't know. Let's not go into it. Let's usually, not go into it. Usually, let's, let's not, usually they do, but let's not get into it. Because you, you, you know my opinion on that. Right. The, usually they do, but in this case they didn't. They didn't, and it was a cold day, so the guys knocked out, laying on cold turf. They were, and, you know, they were blank. And, and, and pe- were, people from the crowd were were, thro- were throwing blankets for him to lay on. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, they didn't really move him as much as possible, but they tried to, you know, get him off the turf as much as they could, laid, you know, through blankets, coats, stuff on top of him. That way he could just stay warm. Because if he's just going to lay there lifeless, I mean, he was conscious, but there's like, don't move, kid. Do not move. Because you know how fragile it is at that point. And he's laying there lifeless on, a, on cold ground. And by the way, you're, you just, that play, you are now down by one. Two minutes left. I literally looked Davenport at Davenport one. No, that was the overtime game. Minnesota oh, that's came right. Back. Minnesota came back. They tied the game. 
I literally, I'm almost happy Minnesota won that game because I would have I felt wasn't. awful. I would have felt completely awful. I wouldn't feel bad that we won. I'd feel bad that the guy got really hurt. I, I did. I would not have known how to feel about it. I remember I, I talked to Chris after the game. We didn't. I remember I was. Remember I was texting. Remember I was texting Ryan, and saying, Ryan, it's a big point in this game. Do I mention it? He said, No, don't. Even though we were broadcasting it, it's just it took. We didn't. I didn't even want to call the rest of the game, but I knew I had to. And I literally looked at you and said, I, I thought. From what I remember, I remember looking at you saying, "Like Minnesota's going to win this game," just because like something's going to happen. It's it. It only makes sense. See, it, it was the. It was just the. And from I, I've from, never from, felt so. I don't say awkward, but just no zip. I, that was a great call. I remember the goal too, because they came down, they scored. We were like, yeah, and because we didn't, we we were following the play. He was over to our left. The play had we already just saw up. we saw a big hit, and then play continued, and we got a goal. You you were the same way. You were I mean, you were doing camera while you were doing color, but so you saw the same thing I did. I was I was getting ready. I was getting ready to like go in, like, do what I usually did for, like, lacrosse color commentary. What a phenomenal play, getting that backdoor pass. Or I, f- I forgot what. what it was a bang-bang play to Brian LaRock. That's what it was. The backdoor right to Brian LaRock. Right, right. And, and, and I was getting, I was about right to get to the, that punchline part, and I was like, and look, great backdoor play, but there is a Chippewa player. No, uh, go, or, go. Or, oh, that's right, Minnesota. See, the... The maroon and gold. Yep. There is a uh, Minnesota Gopher player on the field, and and at that point, as a commentator, I want to talk about it, and as a camera dude, I want to film it. And we we did we, we kept did it, we kept it we on d- there for a while. We did for about uh, maybe five minutes, five minutes, and then when it when like people were starting to like like put blankets on him and stuff. I, I looked at you said Alex camera off now. And so I just Cuz that's when we realized that's the scoreboard. That's when we realized it was more than an injury. If it would it was that's the difference between somebody helping him off the field and getting stretchered off the field. It took that's the difference. It took the life out of the game, took life out of the I, it's and I remember I talked to Chris and I'm like there's nothing you could have done. It's just the the game was so much different after that. It meant nothing. That situation is no different than the situation with David Backus. It's I and I the best way I could have explained it to Katie. And I told her is that I, I hate saying it, but it's hockey. It's, it's a con, it's a contact sport. Freak but, accidents happen. Why? Why Alex? We can, why, we can we can only we can only hope that that he gets the medical attention that he needs. Why is there something called the Bill Masterton Award? Because a young rookie named Bill Masterton, twenty nine years old, went in to throw a check, missed, head against the ice, died later. Yeah. It's 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 the game. Yes. Now yes. The you league can't after- wrap everyone in bubble wrap. Folks, the league right after that made helmets mandatory for rookies. That's why you see Guy Lafleur's early days. He was bad because he had a helmet on. After I think it was after the first couple of years, you got to take the helmet off. And I think it was two. I think it was the two-year limit. One or two years. But that's why when they made it mandatory, and I believe nineteen, 
they made it, you made it mandatory in the 80s to wear a helmet. That's why guys like Craig McTavish didn't have to wear a helmet for the longest time because it was grandfathered in. That's the same thing with the visor. Any rookie now needs a visor. And I... Or even with the modified helmets with T. Mussolini. The jo well, the Jofas. The, T. He Mussolini was, had a Jofa his entire career because he, he, was, was, he wanted a Jofa. Yeah, he was the only one. Um, it he was, felt comfortable with it. It was an unspoken like grandfather rule, but was, mo most players had the standard kind of helmet. And he had, and, and then T. Mussolini had this like bubble, bubble on his head, the Tommy Soderstrom mask bubble. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's unfortunately it, it. You can't go out there and say whenever you see like a big hit, a high hit or something. Oh, we got to make it you know force the rules harder. If there's ever a fight, an injury in a fight. Oh my goodness, there's got to be less fighting. You can't avoid this. The Scotty said this, this, in, this, this accident is just that. It's an accident. Nobody meant to do anything. It'd be the same thing, like I said, if some guy went in for a hit, a guy stopped and turned, and somehow the guy actually tripped over his skates and went head first in the boards. Roman Polacker this year gets tripped up going in the boards, going hard in. It's an accident. It's the game. It's the, the dangers of playing a physical sport. If you don't like it, do something else. We can't we can't line the ice with pillows, and we can't bubble wrap everybody. It's okay. a contact. We you, you we, can't, you we, can't. we could take the contact out of hockey. We could try, but there will even so still be incidents where someone will accidentally run into somebody else because they are on blades of steel on ice, going very very fast. I was skating. 40, I was I was skating. Forty forty five miles an hour. Easy. I, I was skating Friday morning, shinny, having some fun, playing some hockey with some guys. Now, no, no big injury happened, but shoot, I was turning. Him and I, we we didn't see each other. I was turning one way, he was coming up the ice the other way. Collision. We're both fine, but still, I didn't mean to hit him. He didn't mean to hit me. There was a Davenport game last year, women's. One person accidentally ran into the other. Didn't mean it. Someone had to go off. And it was a Davenport player with a short bench. Which game was that? I want to say it was a Sioux College game. Or we were playing someone who was blue. Can't remember. Could have been two years ago that game was, maybe. Maybe. Because there were a lot of injuries that game. But I digress. It was a freak accident. Nothing came of it. Other than an injury, and that's that's all you can do. It's just and you know what? Thankfully, thankfully he got a concussion. Thankfully, thankfully that's thankfully that's all he got. Concussion and a broken nose. Thankfully that, and he was able to go on social media, post a photo saying that he was going to be just fine. What a what a weird year he's had, eh? Gets joked about in preseason with Austin Matthews looking at his name, scores. First game of the season. Actually not having a bad year. Who did he fight? Can't remember. Oh my gosh, he fought somebody. But he's had his he's had quite the rookie season. And oh my Max Domi. He fought Max Domi. But and he held his own pretty well too. Yep. It's just yeah, I, I hope he comes back, eh? Oh, he will. He will for sure. 
come back and somehow score. You know what? He'll score against the Bruins just because hockey. <laughs> That's how she goes, right? It's just in the conference final. Eh, don't get your hopes up there. You never know. Well, we had more to talk about, but that kind of took it took the energy out of it. <laughs> I mean, we could talk about Drew Doughty being a dummy. Let's, but. Okay, I'll I'll make one point on it. Drew Doughty needs to take that freaking chip off his shoulder. He needs to take the chip off his shoulder and put it where his tooth should be. He knows he needs to know his role and shut a, your, he needs to cut his. He needs to know your mouth and he shut needs your to wash role. his hair. He needs to either cut it or wash it. Okay, the interview Alex was after a morning skate. <laughs> no, I'm just talking in general. Yeah, boy's hair is always wet, either with gel or with water or with sweat. Right, grody. Well, Alex, I think this is a good time to probably cut her here and uh, watch the rest of the Leafs game. 1-1 right now, halfway through the third period. <laughs> watch the rest of the Leafs game? Heck, I gotta go home. Alright, you go home. I gotta work this m- tomorrow morning. And I'm at your apartment. I have to drive across town. Oh my, you make it sound like it's a bad thing. I used to do this thing at 3 o'clock in the morning, or maybe like 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock in the morning. Not that bad. You know what you know the worst part about it, Alex, is? Having to drive by three checkers and not stopping at any of them. That's called that's called that's called willpower. Katie don't like checkers. See, Kelly doesn't like it either. Uh, I know. I well, I know the reason why Katie doesn't like it. Bad experience. Don't even want to talk about it, buddy. Fresh not, fries. Not on this show. Oh. Uh, oh. Not on this show. Oh. We're gonna have another show. We're gonna talk about it. No. We're gonna have an explicit show where we just talk about the dumbest things that ever happened in our lives, and we're gonna spoil them all for you. However, we're not gonna use our real names because we're not dummies. We're blind. For that, that for that episode, we'll need four because we'll bring in the girls. All right. What uh, if you done walk, stupid walk, in your life? Welcome to the show with with Todd, Andrew, and Kelsey and Katrina. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I'm trying to think of another name for Katie. Not Katrina. Car- Carissa? No. Um, what's a good C name? Hmm. I was going to name it with a K. China. We're going to call her China? We'll call her China. The ninth, China. The tenth wonder of the world. China. The Great Wall. The Great Wall. <laughs> Sitting at a solid five foot something. Five foot something. You're being generous. <laughs> no, she's five foot. She's like 5'4", 5'3", 5'4". Are we sure about this? Yeah. Can we confirm it? Yeah. Alex, if she can f- if she can fit on my Home Depot child's tape measure, <laughs> she's too small. I think that was a... F- that I, was my tape measure. That was mine you. first, and I handed it down to you once I got real tools. Yeah, well, it's mine now. It's yours now. Well, I don't have it, but it's gone. Was it a four-footer? It wasn't that big. You're... If if she like I know the actual footage of the toy tape measure I had when I was a kid. If sure. I can, if yeah. I can walk right. into Mrs. Sunday's classroom, grab a ruler, and stand her next to it, and have a question if she's actually passed it, <laughs> then she's too short. No, she's well, not. at that point, that'd be three feet. Yes, I know. It's, yeah, it's, dumb it's it. a hyperbole. It's funny because hyperbole is like overextenuating something, but we're actually shortening something down. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm too tired for that crap. Bringing some life back in the show here. But, yes. So, folks, yes. If you want to talk more about this show, talk about, I mean, heck, if, yeah, well, you know what? I'm on it. I'm curious. If you have an experience that 
you'd like to share? It's something like a freak accident like that at a hockey game it or, does, any, or any, any athletic event. Or even it doesn't even have to be an athletic event. Or just something where there's an event that's going on that just it just changes everything. Maybe you got into a car accident. Maybe not that. Maybe not that. But you never know. I, I know, but let's. I mean, obviously, let's keep it in perspective. Let's keep it uh, as. You know what? Share all. Ryan Jones said, "Let's keep it PC. Let's keep share all of your experiences." I don't use the hashtag the Keel Podcast. Tell us at the Keel Podcast on Twitter. Tweet us and tell us, you know, what you have. Yeah. Tweet us what you think of Lucci suspension. Tell us what you think of the college hockey landscape, and tell us what you think for the sake of Mister At Watt Harrison Harrison Watt. What you think of the new Ferris State Road sweaters, which they have to wear at least once at home, then right? They gotta wear them at home. Why don't they just make a home one? Boom. Question, Alex. Boom. All right. All right. Let's see. Uh, Harrison, I need you to make a white one for Alex's sake. Then you give yourself two pats on the back. Ha ha. LOL. Smiley face. Okay. Why would you say ha ha and LOL in the same text? Because I, I got trigger happy. Because you're saying ha ha. So you're indicating that you are laughing and then you are saying that you are laughing out loud. LOL for reals, dog. AWG because Bulldogs. AWG. See, I hate when people do that. When If you're the Bulldogs, Go you're on. the D O G S. Dogs, not D A W G S. At Ionia High School, at Granville High School, at every place that has the name Dogs in it. Actually, no, not Georgia. Georgia doesn't do that. They did? No, I, well, I think Georgia does it when they just say Go Dogs. Go Dogs. Because they're D-A-W-G-S, dogs. But Bulldogs is that. And, yeah, I, I get that. I understand it. So, yes. I Find a new idea. Be original. Stop using tigers or bulldogs or wildcats in your nickname. Go wildcats. The Kenora Thistles. I want that to come back. Or the, oh, what are they called? The Rosebuds. The Jalopies. The jalopies. Yeah, there's, there's like, a, there's a town, oh. there's the town in, in the middle of Michigan that's like, their their mascot's literally an old car. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The oldsmobiles. The old. No, no, it's like it's like the it's it's got a name with like an R or something, but it looks like a jalopy. The, <laughs> yeah. the Royce or the the Rolls Royce. That's it. No, it's but not it's like but it's not even a rich neighborhood either. It's like the deadbeat town. No. Well, the so D2 went to a showcase a couple weeks ago, and they played University of St. Thomas. Do you know, Alex, what the nickname for the University of St. Thomas is? The Cats? Nope. Meow. Nope. Thomas? Meow. Nope. The Tommies. The St. Thomas Tommies? Yep. Like a Tommy gun? No, just Tommies because it's they couldn't think of a name. <laughs> okay, it's better than the Saints because it seems like any other Catholic school goes with Saints or... Or angels or something like that. Actually, no, I don't think anyone does angels. What you got? Never mind. Do not look up on the internet Michigan high school car. There is a lot of death. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was trying to look up the, the high school, like the mascot for that one high school that I was just talking about. So I was like, Michigan high school car. <laughs> oh, yeah, that did, that's a... That's no... That's don't a, don't that's do a that. Red, that's a red room on rim. We don't want to don't want to be a part of there. I... Yeah, no, there's... Let us know about your favorite Michigan high school car <laughs> nickname. Actually, you know what? Yeah, use the hashtag the Cube Podcast. Tell us a nickname that may sound original, but probably isn't. 
Could it be used by a, a high school or a college or or if, heck, you, even, or if you have even original idea. If you have an idea that if you name a team, say for example the Sockeyes, or the Kraken, no, or the Totems, the Kraken and Totems are already used. Why don't they? Do, yeah, see, that's the problem. Is there? There's already the Sounders. That's the worst part because like, you call them the Seattle Sound, but because it would make no sense at all. I oh my gosh! Now, all right, Alex, quick nickname, go random nickname. First thing that comes to your head that may sound original that you think is original, uh, Rum Runners. The Rum Runners sounds like a team that belongs in West Virginia. <laughs> no. Or would that be Santa Fe. That'd be like a like a like a Florida team. Florida team. Now you can't call a team mm. the Shiners because oh, that's just bad because Moonshine's bad and blah blah blah. It'd be like calling a team. All right, boys and girls, we have ourselves. What's a, what's a good nickname for like well it's funny because the Kalamazoo Growlers even though their mascot is a grizzly bear is the reason why they call it the Growlers Alex is because Kalamazoo is a big beer city they call them the Growlers because of Growlers like beer Growlers yes I think that's the only team I could think of that is not like some semi-pro BS team that is named after a beer or any like non-beer league team because obviously an easy one would be the Seattle Suds and just have like a beer bat I did a project where we called them. We called this like it was a. I'm just saying Seattle's best. It was an indoor. Seattle's best. No. But no, there was like, it was a Grand Rapids indoor football team. We called them the Keggers. What? The Keggers. They were not called the Keggers. No, this was a project that I did. Oh, but, but uh, Austin Matthews. Sorry. But to answer your question, the Beer City Bunghammers. No, you can't use one that's already been used, Alex. You got to come up with something no, original. No, I'm just talking like Kalamazoo. Oh, with, oh, with beer, beer City, sorry. Beer City Bunghammers. But that's not their actual name, though. No. It's their name for a couple it's an, times. It's an alternate It's name. a, yeah. That's why they, when they bought Traverse City, they're like, hey, we're going to use that, but we're going to call it, like, all right, uh, Cherries. Cherries, what are, Traverse City's the Cherry Town, whatever. Piss bitters. Well, what are we going to call, what do you do with Cherry? You spit pits. I'm like, Pits bitters. I want to meet their broadcast from last year, and how do you not call them the, the, the spitting pits? No, because they're the pit spitters. The spitting pits. No. The pit spitters are spitting seeds. Oh, my. Yeah. No sunflower seeds allowed in the dugout, boys. Just cherries. If you're going to spit anything, you're going to be spitting cherries. Spitting spit pitch. The boy. tassels. The tassels? The tassels. The Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Elvis Presley's. <laughs> Make it just extremely long and annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, well, it's there in Las Vegas other than legal drinking and... The Nova Scotian, the Nova Scotian Scottish Harbor Boys. Willie Melander, Two goals less than a minute. I would think... See, that's why a team in Buffalo, be, you know, because it's Harbor, Harbor Center is the big multi-rink facility they have in Buffalo. You have the Harbor... The Harbor Castaways... I know it's a completely derogatory term, but the Harbor Castaways. Why don't you just call them the Castaways? The, well, the, like har- like Harbors, like where they're from. I don't know, Harbor Center. Or the Harbors. The Harbor Harbors? No, the Harbors. The like Buffalo Harbors? H-A-R-B-I-R-D-S. Or just the Buffalo Harbors. But I think that's already your name. Someone's got to be called the Harbors, right? I don't think so. Hurricanes is another one that's used too much, and I run and unfortunately down in areas where hurricanes are prevalent. <laughs> well, yes, 
I know that's why you can't just call. You name sometimes you name things that are stuff around that are around you, like that's, Wolverines, because those were used to they those used to be native to that, Michigan. That's why like San Jose Earthquakes. That's that's still a team down or the, the MLS team, right? San Jose still a team. What? San Jose still a team in the MLS, right? Yeah. San Jose Earthquakes. Mm-hmm. Colorado Rapids, duh. Grand Rapids. Oh my gosh, you could just call them the Grand Rapids. Mother of goodness. Why are we not funding this? Because the Rapids is already a thing. It's already a nickname. You could do a minor league team. No, the gr- No, the Colorado Rapids were before the Griffs. No. No. No, yeah, summer 96 was the first season. Bang. Darn it, you're right. Dang. Good catch, Alex, even though teams have used multiple names all You know what's a very obscure one that people don't use? The Owls. Yeah, I know you're sticking with the Grand Rapids on that one, but yeah. Well, no, there's the Temple Owls. Mm. Temple but it's not. It's not common. Though. Not overused. Correct. Good. Let's keep it that way. Or, or if we're gonna get really obscure, the Horn Frogs, DCU, the the crunched up, the they bleed eyes from the tor- the Horn Frogs. Hey, they, hey, that's something, eh? I mean, it's not Mustangs, not Broncos, not Stallions. I felt bad that I say Stallions. I almost said Mustangs though too because or of Argonauts. That's a very obscure one. Toronto, yep. Of course, then again, well, I'm trying to think of all, now I'm looking at all the CFL teams and the Blue Bombers. That was an easy one because their team was blue. Unless your Milwaukee Bucks is very obscure. No, they're like, hunting. No, they're hunting in Milwaukee. No, like Mon- I'm talking about knee, names tie. Like the not, Milwaukee Bucks. Was there not a team called the Milwaukee Mustangs, an AFL team? There was. There was late, and I think they had like similar colors and everything. <laughs> they just they took green and stuff like that. And like, all right, guys, we're gonna come up with the team name. Well, the, the other team's called the Bucks, so we're gonna call them the Mustangs. That makes no sense, and they have no correlation. No, what I'm saying is only they just couldn't. The Milwaukee Mustangs had the same colors as the Packers. What are you talking about? The Milwaukee Mustangs of the AFL. I'm gonna prove you wrong. No, I'm trying to think of. The Georgia Yard Dogs. That one's a... There's the Rail Yard Dogs, the Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs in the SPHL. There's the Milwaukee Mustangs. They actually had a team. They actually came up with a team in the AFL, too. Which was, their colors were purple, teal, and white. Similar to the Milwaukee Bucks, who have purple and white. And green, more green than teal, but... They never had teal. That's what... They never had purple. The Milwaukee Mustangs or the Bucks? The Bucks. Well, no, the Bucks. Look at the '90s jerseys of the Milwaukee Bucks. They had green and a purple tint. They were not heavy. They were not purple though. They had purple color, yes, but they were not purple. I'm looking up. Purple jersey. I think we should just wrap this up real quick. Right there, Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, I purple. know they they had purple on their jersey. What? What? That's a cancer shirt. No, no. This one, right there. That's a cancer jersey. That's their 2001 jersey. That's not a cancer one. That's from 2001. That was their official jersey. That's not a lie, Alex. They used to wear purple. Why the hell would they wear purple if their thing's a buck? Because they wanted to, extend, they wanted to change colors. Because the Northern Lights, man. Why, why did the London Knights, Alex, decide to go full Mighty Ducks in the mid-90s? I don't know, Alex. There's questions that you just don't get answers to. The Auroras. The Aurora. Oh, 
Now we are getting. Yep, they, the, We've fiance, been done. the fiance is cutting us off. You know, we probably should cut this off, Alex. We've only been going at it for about two and a half hours. <laughs> well, yeah, after if get, you're still here, thank good you. Good job. Good job. You did it. Kelly's here because she lives here. So. Guess what? Did, she, they tell you, did you guys tell Tyler, did you tell him how awesome the fiance was? How you lost your passport and then I found it? Oh, yeah, she found it. Oh, yeah. Freaking sending me a text this morning saying, hey. I can't find my passport. Was there anything found in my room? Yeah, a thing of, like, balm stuff and a ruby Kit Kat. Oh, that Kit Kat that you were supposed to grab? The one that... Dead? Okay, that's your fault. Still there. It's so, your, your fault. So, probably stale. Yeah, we should probably wrap her up here. Once again, folks, use the hashtag The Cool Podcast. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> uh.